0: Welcome to Everyday Channel number 125, your favorite, most deceptively named bi-weekly legacy podcast. Today's show is brought to you by our Patreon supporters, Sean Manilla and Sean Dewey, who more than doubled their monthly pledges for this month. Thank you so much, guys. If you want to support the running of the show directly, you can support us on patreon.com slash everydayeternal. Guys, we just talked about how we almost forgot how to talk. And in Callum's case, we can understand because you went to the U.S. of A, right? And, and they all speak American, American. There, uh, do you still speak the Queen's English? Goddamn hell,
1: yeah, I do. <laughs> can I get a yee and a goddamn? And yes, please, can you pass, them, pass the, uh, the, the crumpets, please? But what the fuck is a crumpet? <laughs> crumpets are English, excuse me. I thought you said this, you speak the Queen's language?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, crumpet sounds like like pieces of of like a biscuit that that have been left behind. No,
1: like, it's it's a, like a. I'm, I'm going to describe it so badly that everyone's going to laugh at me, so I'm not going to try. But it's just like a, it's savoury and you have it with butter and it's hot and it's it's nice. What
0: what what? It's hot butter.
1: Just search for crumpet in your Google and you'll, okay,
0: you I'm going to do that. Is. You know, Google image search and you like just like you, you, you heat it up
1: lightly, smother it with butter, and it's just delicious.
0: What the fucking <laughs> yeah?
1: <laughs> Dude. It doesn't
0: even have. Oh, this is the English article. It doesn't have like a term. It's a f- no, no, no. This sounds so wrong. This sounds. This sounds. It looks wrong.
1: <laughs> well, it's delicious, and I mean, unlike like, yeah, your, it, unlike your German pretzels. Yeah, it
2: kind of looks better than it sounds, to be honest.
1: It they're, yeah. they're really good. You just like put butter all over it, and that's it. Apparently, it, it's also
0: like the German Wikipedia article says it's slang for somebody you want to fuck.
1: Hmm. I've never heard that before. So. Yeah. <laughs> But, right. yeah, but but uh, but I thought
2: there is a saying in German that like if you, if you fuck up a meal like, you can always like kind of like you know fix it by just putting shitload of butter on top. You know? Yeah, butter. Because like butter's again butter butter's butter's flavor. <laughs> and thus the English kitchen was born.
3: Yeah. So this is this is how I English cook. Yes. Um, but yeah,
1: sorry, oh, but that was a quite a quite a divergence. Um, yeah, man, I went to America. My uh, I was there for three just over three weeks. And I've just like today was my first day back at work, and I got back Friday evening, and it's just very weird to get back to normal things. Like, of course, one of the first things I did was play a league with Painter, and that was fun. As you do, as you do, <laughs> of course, of but, course, <laughs> exactly. I had to just get that, you know, uh, get get back into the groove of things. I feel very out of touch a little bit. I was I was like, kind of reading stuff, but why I was over was because my band did a tour, and so for the first two and a half weeks we toured, and then we, I had like four or five days in Brooklyn to. Chill and be a tourist and stuff, but it, it was very full on. It was amazing. Like we had a better turnout and like reception than I expected. And we played some pretty big shows and stuff. But um, so, was so what's very, the biggest audience you got? On. About seven or eight hundred, I think. Whoa! Holy
0: not, damn! Like, none of them were like related to you. Was it like no, not just customers?
1: So basically, we the biggest audiences for the actual tour with us headlining was like seventy or eighty people, which is pretty. Oh, cool. Oh,
0: you were headlining. Yeah,
1: some- This is getting bigger every
0: with every <laughs> sentence. Yes,
1: yeah, so, I mean, we're still a small band. There was a few shows that was like 20 to 30 people. Please don't forget the us. The average was 40 to 50, but we our final show was at a big festival in Philadelphia where it was like uh it was a metal festival and a beer festival, so we had a beer brewed for us as well. We got to name <laughs> okay. it and choose the picture and stuff. So I've got a few cans in my fridge. And um yeah, it was we were playing on the first day like in the afternoon. And, yeah, at least seven or 800 people, I think. Hard to, it's hard to tell. And that's the, insane. Yeah, I've got, yeah, I've got a thirst crazy. for it now. I want to play yeah. more
0: like yeah, that. He, he sounded <laughs> like it. Like, I, what's going to be your next tour? Are you going to go back through the US yes or, or yeah, what's yeah. next thing coming up?
1: We're going to do Europe next year again. We've toured Europe a couple of years ago before COVID. And then we'll do Europe next year again. And then we'll go back to America and do the West Coast, I think. Wow. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, wow. I that's thought the biggest,
0: the biggest American rock star I've ever known personally was the guy of... Oh, I, uh, Valiant Thor, The oh, Rock, Valian whatever. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that guy, he drove a taxi. Like when we went to the airport, he drove our taxi and he told me he's like, and they have oh, they're, they're much
1: bigger than us. We're just, we, we're we like underground, extreme uh, metal. You're,
0: and... you're big, but in an underground way, right? You don't have a Wikipedia mm. page. You're, no, you're like pr- a, Probably not, I've no idea. You're but... at the same time above and beyond that. Like you, you don't have <laughs> it, but you don't want it. Is that how <laughs> it works? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're above Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's amazing, dude. So- Yeah. Uh, i remember like halfway through uh we asked you hey how's it going and you posted a picture and i i couldn't tell whether the picture was faked or a literal picture from your apartment with like that guy like with bare chest and like american shorts <laughs> that, and, was, our, and that a, was our
1: guitarist um of course
0: <laughs> I mean, that, that, yeah that picture almost looks like a like an album cover to me almost I, I yeah, was yeah. Gonna say this looks exactly like an album cover so yeah, are you gonna use that
1: Oh, maybe. We we went to Walmart and we were like such tourists the whole time. We were trying to do the most American things. We like went to all the fast food shitty chains like Wendy's <laughs> and stuff and um, Dunkin' Donuts or whatever. And then we were in Walmart and you could buy like a, a beer holder with the American flag on it. So, you know, this and you thing... Well, yeah, we got a couple each. <laughs> we, we you can put it around your your waist, and then it holds six beers for you, and it's got American flags everywhere. We also brought, an, we also brought an eighteen-inch machete at the same time. Do it. It looks so cool, but it's also like you know, if you
2: go to like a store and you go like, hey, can you actually, uh, give me like the shittiest thing you have for sale, and then I mean, you, you take it. to Walmart in the first place. Oh, we
1: we we wore way shittier things there. We bought like three or four sunglasses each because they were so cheap and stupid, like some really dumb oh, things. And we brought an eighteen-inch machete for five dollars fifty. Yeah. Like, so I, see like, multi- I, I, I see like multiple
2: contrast. yeah i see yeah. like multiple uh penguin plushies or something like that on the floor man poor penguins holy that shit. was
1: that was the cool thing about the tour so because again we're not like a massive band we had two nights staying in hotels when the organizers put us up but we were pretty much couch surfing and stuff so we met so many people man, that's and, so cool yeah like every single stop it was tiring because after like three weeks you just had zero privacy and you're just talking with people constantly and partying a lot but yeah, it's one hell of an experience. That, that
0: sounds amazing to me, but yeah. I- yeah,
1: <laughs> and it was also amazing to see. So we flew into Chicago, and Chicago was incredible. I was, I didn't know what to expect. You know, there's like that kind of thing where you know the gangsters are from Chicago, so I wasn't sure. What to <laughs> that's a stereotype, right? If you're it, a gangster, exactly. you move to Chicago. That's, that's the bad stereotype, but actually, the city was just stunning. Like I went to by the lake and stuff, and it's just yeah, I was blown away by how nice that was. So I'd like to go back to Chicago, but then we made our way across towards the east coast, but the kind of like central um as central as we were in america like it's very kind of you know outbacky and uh, very trumpy and flagsy and stuff and yeah, it was so, i, I found it we went... more interesting um and then we then we got to new york and philly and like washington dc and stuff which were amazing in their own right but were much more similar to london that i know so
0: were, were like the shops still selling like like trump memorabilia or, or yeah. I, I don't know like
1: there was a lot more like I mean, maybe it's again just like the areas I went to and the people that live in these kind of areas were like, uh, you've just seen like a small sample size, but there was a lot more like signs and flags in lots of houses and on cars and stuff like that. There was a lot of like BLM and pride flags everywhere as well. So it was a big kind of, it felt more divided in a way but it was yeah a, I guess that,
0: that's that's, what, that's basically what uh, everything I hear about like that whole area like Indiana Ohio like uh, yeah. that, that kind of like b- between Chicago and, and, right, and right. the East Coast
1: because we went through Ohio as well we went to Youngstown we played there we were meant to play a show in Cincinnati and it kind of they all there was some like drama at the bar two girls had a fight and they one of them didn't want to work while bands are playing and stuff so they just dropped our show and but, wait, what? two, two, <laughs> like, two, wait, two what?
0: bartenders had a fight and they dropped your show you're that underground?
1: yeah but, well that's that's how shit we are. <laughs> 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 they care so little. But amazingly, there was there was this like big festival happening. So we, rather than playing in a little bar, we got to play in a big festival. So that was cool.
3: Amazing. Um, dude. But yeah, I just that's love the crazy. contrast. By
0: the way, you, you talked about how you bought like an eighteen-inch mach- machete. <laughs> I, I don't even know like how much eighteen-inch is, but it's probably a lot. It's quite and lot. At, at the contrast, like at that moment, I pictured myself probably on the same day at a Maasai village in Kenya where i was also look uh, I wasn't looking at a machete i, I was looking at uh, a at, at some kind of big asthma sign knife that i was gonna buy until the other guy told me i actually can't bring it on the plane not even on the on the checked luggage but yeah, oh, yeah I, we, I, like, I, we I had no, to, like, no
1: thoughts of bringing it back it was just to
0: oh you, you just bought it to have it around in america and then you left it behind
1: yeah of course <laughs> yeah we're, we're not bringing on a flight no did, way did you just
0: like imagine like on your last airbnb when you leave you just like you put it on the counter and, and you leave and then the landlord yeah. comes and is like. I what think the fuck we actually
1: we because we were touring with another band from chicago so we signed it and they kept it <laughs> <laughs> i think it's probably in the rehearsal room on the wall or something
2: yeah. yeah. little because yeah, i, I would have loved to see uh the, the belt you know like once more <laughs> <laughs> well that bad br- is legend Holy i didn't shit. bring one of those
1: back i should have damn it but yeah that picture is like in one of the organizers house and he's got like a young kids there's toys all over the floor and then it's just my yeah. guy drinking a beer like looking really silly did you yeah. do any, I mean, any like, of the, like
0: super crazy yeah. stuff like crowd surfing or, or is that something for, for different was... genres of music?
1: No, there was some like so we had like you know mosh pits and stuff. And the very last show was the last show was in Washington DC, and we didn't mm-hmm. really have we didn't know what to expect, so we had no idea if like there's going to be a bunch of people. But it was actually apart from the festival the most well attended thing, and it was like in a really small upstairs venue as well. So we our guitarist like he played too hard and like rips part of his finger open, so there was blood all, <laughs> all over the stage. Oh, um, stage right. But no, not, rules, yeah. not, not at blood, all. Blood is blood. metal, right? Yeah, yeah, not at all. And so he carried on playing and he just like kept blood was going everywhere and the other guys in the other band came on stage to sing one of the songs and they fucking fell over all of us, ripped out my cables and my guitar. There was just a mess. There was, and every, like the crowd was going crazy. There was just blood, beer and bodies everywhere. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was cool. Yeah.
0: So if, if, if people want to like buy tickets to your next show in Europe, did you already know that that's going to be
1: No, we need to start organizing it. It'll be next year. Oh yeah, it's
0: it's gonna be like it's not gonna be a thing where you actually you buy the tickets. You just you gotta be in the know, and then you show up, and you're like, huh? And they're like, huh?
2: Exactly, exactly yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. but
2: yeah. there's also like still the chance that they drop the show anyway so. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. if <laughs>
1: right.
3: they ever fight at the bar yeah it's like
2: it's always like a 50 50 chance yeah
1: <laughs> i think fifty. yeah that's that's generous but yeah we'll go with that
0: yeah yeah and make sure for every like band member to write down the blood type just in case <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's gonna be a blood drive at, at the beginning of the show
1: <laughs> yeah you've got to be in the nowhere to go and you can be one of the 10 other people that come to our shows you can yeah. only
0: sit with us if you can cite the blood type of every single band member and God, their zodiac sign or something
1: i, I don't even know my blood type so good luck you don't know your blood
0: type <laughs> no do you could do you know your blood type kai
2: oh well, no idea what
0: the <laughs> fuck okay, I'm, I'm glad I'm gonna, glad I, I only good. know my blood type because like a girl i was really into was like hey tune in, we should go donate blood and i was like whatever yeah cool yeah <laughs> i do as you say <laughs> yeah exactly exactly that's how it went down
1: <laughs> yeah I, I pretty much oh, so wow. But then we got some time in Brooklyn at the end, and that was awesome. Like, got very touristy, did lots of the... T- we did one intense day of taking off everything, like seeing World Trade Center area, Times Square, which was probably my least favorite place I've been to in the world ever. Just people everywhere and horrible.
0: i Times Square was horrible. The, the one time I went there, I got mucked by Mickey Mouse.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I got um very, very aggressive people trying to sell their, their like, merch and stuff to me, but yeah. By merge, but,
0: you mean, like straight up drugs,
1: no, it's like CDs and then toys and like who the flags fuck sells CDs?
3: Yeah, I know. The people at but Times that's like Square, drug, yeah,
1: like drugs wrapped in toys, yeah, <laughs> something like that. You know, it's actually gonna be
0: like a CD that has a download link to a bunch of drugs, maybe, right. yeah,
1: and right. toys and stuff. But otherwise, right. apart from that, New York was lovely. Like we got got the ferry everywhere. It's just really really chill. And then here we are back to reality. Used to put my holiday so, <laughs>
2: dude. But, I got I got I got a question to uh, to a true musician as you hmm. are so um when you go on stage with a band like how how drunk are you like actually how drunk are you like what is it, um, the right amount of um beers that you're supposed to drink before a show
1: I think 3 to 4 um you don't want to be wasted so our last European tour I used to get more drunk and stuff and it definitely because we play aggressive fast music and stuff I'm always yeah. like feet on the monitors and people's face and stuff you definitely want energy there and um, our last tour we were supporting so we we're usually the, the first or second band on so you kind of you want to drink just when you arrive at the venue but now we were headlining <laughs> so we had like three hours or three or four other bands to wait until we get to play last and stuff so you get to hang out with the with the fans and drink with them and you know yeah we, we were pretty drunk <laughs> right but but we've like we've rehearsed so much that you just i can play the songs like without thinking too much so it's not too bad
0: I just realized I'm the only one here who who has, who's not a musician, who who has not been on stage. Like, I've seen some badass pictures of Kai playing some some kind of, I don't know, techno-punk violin. Hell yeah, yeah that, that's kind of badass. we got to team up, Kai. You can...
2: Well, well the, the, the problem is that, like, Kellen plays an actual musical instrument, and I do kind of, like, play... That's a very you know, nice like, way to call it, talk about what? the
3: bass. <laughs> 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 I mean, I gotta say, so, so I,
2: I do play the electric violin, and I gotta say, like, at least we, the two of us, we have, like, the same amount of strings yeah um, yeah true. but that's pretty much it what like if i say did, i like play the, a five string bass okay well Why well, don't but I can could. i leave <laughs> <laughs> well the problem with the violin is that you can never really go off on stage while playing the instrument because like it's just not how the how the violin is built you know like you can't i don't know like you can't jump you can't run while playing the violin it, it just yeah. doesn't work like that right well, why can't you so, jump like, and run because oh, because you, really cause, yeah, cause you don't have a pick you know you have you have a, a freaking bow and and, and 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 like you know it, it's kind of like you know, it bounces a, off and you know like you, you never hit the right string if you if you jump there's, um,
1: there's someone well, called Lindsay Sterling. she jumps yeah she's stuff. like the,
2: literally the only human being on this planet who can like I don't even know how she does that it's, yeah I feel like every time she jumps it's like an, an, another violin back you know who, who I kind of like <laughs> plays her part instead and I just still don't get it but it, it's
1: well, I expect you to be able to do that it's soon
2: technically I was going to say technically possible but yeah yeah, like a basically <laughs> pretty much go nuts
1: yeah I, I do get to like play pretty messy as well because no one really listens to the bass so <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, did,
0: did you get to hang with a lot of like magic folks
1: yes oh yeah I forgot about that so um, I got to meet up with Jarvis um, and Sam Rukas and Itai and Devin and we cubed and it was awesome like uh, so yeah, on the days off in Brooklyn at the end. yeah. Oh, did, was... did
0: everybody come to Brooklyn? Or I think Jarvis was in, in D.C., right?
1: Jarvis in D.C. He came to Brooklyn because he knew I was coming and it was like a family holiday. So he got to time that in. It was really, really so cool to meet Jarvis. Just the nicest guy ever. And Sam lives in New York as well. Itai was like one block from our Airbnb in Brooklyn. And then Devin lives in New York as well, but a bit further out. So we went to a baseball game because we had to be tourists. And that was awesome.
0: Oh, baseball. The the only American sport I don't understand at all.
1: It's really easy. It's basically like cricket. And everyone knows how to play. Oh yeah, that, that doesn't make it. That doesn't.
0: The <laughs> tiniest bit, Calum. Seriously.
1: I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's basically like cricket. Just learn how to play cricket, then you'll learn half of baseball.
0: Is that how they teach at the schools? First, we're going to mm. learn the cricket. Uh, who won? Who who played?
1: Uh, it was the New York Mets, who were I was told coming into it were like very good. They're on a hot streak, and the Milwaukee Brewers who were on an eight game losing streak, I was told. So obviously I root for the underdog. I'm on the Brewers' side and they smashed the Mets 10-2. And that is a massive score. I was told like the average is like four or five stuff. So they just destroyed them. I I sent, uh, I know Bryant loves the Mets. So I sent him a picture and I didn't get a reply. So
0: (laughs) I love you, Brian. I'm just messing. He left you on red. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But did, um, did you buy one of those like China's American hot dogs in the stadium? Because that's what I would be doing.
1: We got a bucket full of tacos. It was like a like a, actually you know like a <laughs> it's plastic a bucket. It's like a plastic helmet that they wear, like you know the batters wear this like helmet thing on. It's basically one of those full of tacos. It's massive, <laughs> and the beers are also huge. They're like more than a pint and stuff.
0: American sized, but they yeah. cost
1: like seventeen, eighteen dollars for a beer. So. That's a lot. That's a lot. A lot.
0: It's actually more than on the Oktoberfest, but I have no idea yeah. how like a pint compares to like a liter. Uh, Can't can we just like use proper units?
1: It was many lots.
0: Many lots. Many lots. Yeah, I, I, it was a big beer, but
1: many lots price. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, overall,
0: oh, yeah. oh, oh, like, how, how's, how's your impression been of, of America? Was it like as you expected, or was there something that completely was. Something absolutely unexpected that you didn't... It
1: think. was how I expected. Um, as I said, I found the non-coast places more interesting in the in the way that, like, I would never want to live there personally, but it was more interesting as a, a visitor and a tourist and stuff. But then I did also just love staying in New York. It was getting the ferry around between Manhattan and Brooklyn and stuff. It was pretty stunning. And uh, yeah, from what I saw about Philly as well, I liked... I had one of their famous cheesesteaks, which was just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, no, I'm would. i I'm very keen to go back and see other places as well. Um, again, I wouldn't be able to live there because there's a lot of problems <laughs> with America, but there's also amazing stuff. Like We went past the Niagara Falls and stuff as well. Didn't get to properly see it, but uh, there's a lot of things to go back to. Wow, yeah. That, yeah. So, so
0: how long has, have you been there altogether?
1: So we were there for three weeks. Wow. <laughs> and then we had like a week beforehand of just r- relentless practicing as well. So it was like a month off work, so it's a...
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it that, that just feels so surreal, right? when yeah. you're a month of work and then you come back and you're like, why am I still doing this?
1: There's also something about being on tour that I can't describe, other than you completely lose track of time and what day it is and stuff. Like there would be some days where I'm like, it could be Saturday, it could be Wednesday, it could be midnight, it could be five in the morning. I I have no idea. You really just because you have no kind of responsibilities other than what you're doing at the time, being in a band, making sure that that goes right. Um, otherwise, other than that, you're just like pretty carefree. It's cliche, but amazing.
0: I want to no- mm-hmm. be on a band now. It's really fun. Oh, uh, which, which kind of instrument would I be playing?
1: Uh, you could do the jumping around violin player. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you can you can play the violin
2: while I'm jumping. Yeah.
1: Okay, there we go. We got the tag team. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, so maybe, well, uh, yeah maybe
2: yeah. Maybe we can like you know get like one instrument to work and, like the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> be, the triangle's
0: pretty good. I have a, I have a feeling that's actually harder than gonna one person playing I was gonna say triangle,
2: it. like, that's, like, the first suggestion almost every actually, time, Actually, what's yeah. the most baddest instrument anybody ever played? Organ? No. Uh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Aren't they, like, I, I've seen this documentary um, about the guy, I think, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, about a guy who played, like, a guitar that had, like, fire shooting out of it.
1: That's easy. It's I'm, easy. i play guitar on the ground and upside down in every way. <laughs> Guitar's easy.
0: Oh, uh, by we we should really uh, name drop your band. So, what, what is your band called?
1: It's called Craven Idol.
0: Awesome. So we're yeah. gonna definitely link to you. You guys are not so underground that you don't have a website, right?
1: Uh, I don't think we have a website. I mean,
0: yeah, at least you have a MySpace page, baby. <laughs> we have
1: we have a band camp. Yeah, yeah, and like <laughs> an Instagram, probably. Actually,
0: I are you on Instagram? I, I gotta follow you right now. Everybody who's listening, uh, we <sighs> are gonna follow.
1: Dun, dun, dun. I think I found you. Okay. I, I actually can't
0: believe I wasn't following you throughout the tour. You probably posted a bunch of pictures from there.
1: I don't know, I do not do any of the social media stuff. Is um, that you,
0: the guy who's singing there? No, that's a different guy.
1: Maybe. But, <laughs> but you guys did some things as well. We've talked about 20 minutes about my band. Julian, yeah, uh, you, you went somewhere? For those
0: listening, um, quick disclaimer, I think we're going to talk a lot about our travels of the last month, uh, but we're also going to talk about some legacy in the end. And I yeah. think the next episode is going to be a lot, lot deeper into legacy again.
1: Oh, yeah. We've had our, like month-long holiday and we'll uh spew and but i'm i've got some things to talk about legacy as well i just found a
0: picture by the way of of you guys and you put a bunch of bananas and grapes into what looks to be either a freezer or
1: that's our that's that's from our european tour i think it was in poland we were giving given that as a snack (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) cool oh my god oh my god the pictures are getting better you guys are washing something in the washing machine and it looks to be like a Okay, I don't want to say a dog because okay. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't want. Any, I think there's pictures are from Europe, those, uh, like uh, Peter Three or years ago or something. <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, we have been traveling as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Who's next, Kai? You want to tell us about what you have been up to?
2: Ah uh, well, I've um, I went to Bavaria for not the first time in my life, but like the, the first time this time around. Um, to the first as a tourist. But, first as a tourist, yeah. Um, I. I've heard that there is like this infamous uh, tournament called Etc. Um, I think like you, you mentioned this tournament like so many times on your podcast that I j- just couldn't help it. You know, I, I had to go. Like, I so I, t- I took a train, um, it's like a two day trip. Um, I, I just came back this morning. Um... Like twelve hours ago, and it was—I had got a, a good, good weekend. Holy shit! It was the most German weekend I've had in the the past like month or two. Because um, I feel like in Bavaria they're the like the past most ger- month or two yeah i mean like you know like that's berlin not- really do- <laughs> berlin really doesn't count as germany as much exactly because like i haven't really met that many german people it's 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 crazy to say but it's <laughs> yeah I, I i can't even really, really like describe what berlin feels like but um munich is a different animal that's like the stereotype of germany and like I mean, obviously you have like the Oktoberfest and you know like all these like traditional German festivals and whatnot. But in general, I don't know. Like I think like every second building in Munich was like either like a pub or like like some German uh, traditional restaurant or something like that. And it's, it's just crazy, really. I
0: had a well, good time. you went to the wrong areas of Munich if all you say, see are like German pubs. But yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you didn't, you didn't show me because you were in freaking Kenya, man. Yeah, like, yeah, we, we just this, really? all over the world. Like, we were, like, all in the wrong places. I was <laughs> going to right say, places, like, you actually. know, like, yeah, it's like the one time I, I come visit Munich and then, you know, like, and Julian is still in Kenya. But anyway, yeah. we, met at, we met on the last day uh, at the tournament, which is, I, I completely, I'm completely misunderstood because I thought that the tournament was, was going to happen in um, Munich itself. But it's, it's like in, in this, like, in this small town uh like an hour outside of munich and uh whoa, whoa, it's an hour?
0: okay anyway keep going i don't want to keep interrupting oh, you.
2: Was, was that like 30 minutes I You're mean, a lot of f- things wrong <laughs> if
0: it's like an hour from munich to Friesing.
2: it kind <laughs> of felt like an hour to me honestly but yeah um it was so like it's, it was it's the anticipation um, exactly also i <laughs> um, i've heard that every time you go to uh, you go somewhere for the first time it always always feels like you know it takes like much much longer um, but yeah, I can maybe see that. Okay. That's um,
1: true. I think it's a phenomenon. I definitely, yeah.
2: Right? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but it was not surprising. Um, and uh, I, had a, I had a good time, like meeting a lot of people for the, for the first time, um, playing a bunch of Paper uh, Legacy, which I haven't um the last couple of weeks and with we a, a good experience yeah i played the jankiest deck and i didn't expect anything and well apparently i got super super lucky and you know just cheesed out a couple of wins here and there
0: bulldozed the entire run didn't drop a single match so, so when you, when you, to first place
1: when you say janky i hope you mean like changelings or something well, actually janky you not wouldn't meet a deck with Thunder no, no, and Brainstorm, no, no. would I you? Mean, like,
2: yeah, like, not Callum Smith, Janky. It, it's like, you know, I'm still, like, I, I gotta, like, stay on brand. So I, I had to, like, submit four copies of Doomsday, but the, uh... list had a, the list had a lot of bullshit going on, man. Like, I am, um, like, Sugu Consumes All was, like, one of the cards. Like, two in the main and one in the sideboard. I that's did cool. play, I did play like, a Grixis Tempo um, Doomsday. I think that's what the deck's called. Like, literally, like, Maxtortion Deluxe is cool. what I always so call like... it. Because, like, Maxtortion, is like the guy who's like the the madman who always, you know, like, is behind those uh, crazy brews, but it's basically like a Battle for Strix, Malevolent Hermit, uh, Mercated Regent, deck with uh, Temporal Masteries and Doomsdays, and I I think the coolest thing about this deck is that you can, like, go Doomsday into, like, multiple time walks and, you know, just kill opponents with Thassa's Oracle, um, and Hidetsugu Consumes All was like a last minute, um, inclusion. I have not played a single game with this card before the event. Not on mag- not a Magic Online, not on paper. I just happen to have the card. And, um, I think Max told me the other day that, um, 8-cost is is just an absolute abysmal matchup for for this Tempo Doomsday deck. Uh, because of Chalice, because of Constructs and, like, this and that, and, uh... And I thought, well, he consume soul can kind of like deal with everything, and yeah, that's why uh, that's why I played it. And guess what? I never drew a single copy of that card during the entire tournament. I played three copies in a deck. I, I really? I that's, you that's crazy. Three copies in the main deck. Two copies of the main deck, one in the sideboard, never... <laughs> I never remember, even, like,
0: like, right before the tournament, you, you posted a screenshot of, I think, a Japanese version of the card, and you were asking people, guys, by the way, what does this card even do? Like, does it get haste, or how yeah. does it work?
2: Yeah, 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 <laughs> I, I didn't even, like, fully understand the card, right? Like, it's like, so does the, trans- uh, the transformation side... Um, now, how, how does it say... I think it exiles itself, and then it comes back as a 3-3. Like, does it have haste? Can it attack immediately? Because like, I was I was especially nervous about Planes Focus, like Narset or Teferi, and it's like, oh, wow, this card is actually a little shittier than I thought. Oh, you thought so it had haste? I, yeah, <laughs> I thought it had haste, yeah,
1: but I already submitted the decklist, um, and yeah. By the way, you th- you've f- worked out the secret to, like, winning a tournament with janky cards. You never draw them.
2: You, yeah you should never draw them it's, easy, it's like it's, it's, it's like it's not even I, I didn't even brainstorm them back yeah i literally didn't draw them you know Right. you get it <laughs> I, past this time th- 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 that's just good deck building
1: yeah you just <laughs>
3: yeah, never exactly. draw
2: the bad cards
1: <laughs> we, we have, I have a friend in london called simone and uh he plays he genuinely plays like really janky cool fun decks and stuff but he's always telling us how he's added this like really really funny bad card and he just sides them out every single time <laughs> it's, it's the secret to doing oh God. it yeah But yeah what, uh, congrats and what did you play against
2: ah uh, just bunch of bunch of very interesting decks i think the the first half of the tournament i um I pair i got against, i want to say like a couple of like uh, more or less um well shitty like like, 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 like t- i, I want to say like that t- what do you want to say no, no you no, don't no, have w- to be
0: diplomatic I, this is our podcast what? man
2: <laughs> i was gonna say like a listen I to us pay-
0: other than our mothers
2: right i was gonna say like i got paired against like like tier two ish decks you know i got paired against sneak and show against a doomsday deck which i guess is maybe like closer to tier one maybe but yeah something <laughs> like, along those lines and then the second half of the tournament so i was at this point i was like three and oh four zero, and, and then at this point i got paired against things like um hive mind you know like a, a deck i haven't really seen in like multiple multiple years i feel like i, I think, find the, last ta- I think like, the last time i played against Hive uh, against hive mind was like when i played storm and i played those out those leds to pay for like the packs and it was it was a crazy game in preparations <laughs> for like gp lil 2015 was crazy times back then and in fact and then also um this infamous uh Wurshti guy so so there is like this one guy in the community and later i found out that this same guy was also a finalist of a gp once i yeah, can't really GP, recall which
0: gp torino Turi- 2000 and i wanna say ah. Oh, Fourteen. Uh, I could be wrong. He was playing mono white life gain, and he went all the way to the finals. And his only loss in the Swiss Sick. was a burn deck.
1: Is, is, he, is he the guy that, oh my God. Is he the guy that played the black green food deck? Yeah, Which, yeah, exactly. Like,
0: nice. w- wish he isn't exactly the guy known for going to the finals of a modern GP. wish is the guy for being being insane that's just like he was the guy who put together what, what we called worst survival back in 2007 <laughs> 8 9 sausage uh, survival. for those who don't know worst <laughs> means sausage uh, so it was like sausage survivor but but his nickname is sausage uh, anyway long story short it, it,
2: yeah but <laughs> so so let me rephrase so i sit i sit next to base I, I sit across the table from a guy who is a gp top eight like finalist like competitor almost like it, it, it's like a competitor's you,
0: pushing it but keep going
2: Yes, and, uh, and then he, he presents me his, like, his Yorian deck, and I was like, well, okay, alright, that's, 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 like, a normal, like, legit archetype, I suppose, but, but then he plays, like, so many, like, weird cards, you know, like, like, spell seekers, like, what, what's that for, you know, like, wh- and, uh, and then, and in game one, he completely gets me off guard with his main deck Orym's Chant. And <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was so bizarre to me because like I made a pile like I, so I costumes day, and I'm like okay well I got double Pyroblast in my hand and I got a Force of Will and I got, also got a Malevolent Hermit ready to basically just counter whatever they have and um, and ready to you know like punish any kind of like um, what is it, d- Dress Down or like Endurance, Force of Will, Force of Negation, like you know, these type of cards right. And then in my very last upkeep he goes like Orym's Chant he has like five mana open, so I can't even level and hermit it. And I said, like, "Oh, dude, I have like two blasts, and they don't—they don't really do anything." <laughs> and by the way, I, com- I even like I fetched wrong anyway, so I didn't even have enough red mana. And I be- and long story short, like we fight over this, um, the this Orange chant, and he yeah, and he completely just gets me with that stinky instant. <laughs> beautiful, just beautiful. But... Yeah. Yeah. Well, Cause, cause, he, can, can you yeah. explain
0: why it's actually in this deck because yeah, he explained I, I, I it to I us should... in a way that sounded like it's the most natural obvious thing in the world but right. yeah, i, yeah. I, I you think know
1: i know why because yeah I, think, I mean like i did when, when really... you said eternal witness that goes
2: away well so yeah it's like all three games we, yeah, we had to play out three games um i ended up winning this round but all three games were so so different like how they played out i i, I felt like i played against three different decks Every single time it was like so different and for example i was i was really surprised too because like um i went for a green sun Xenophon x3 and i could like i could bet he was going for um leovold but instead it was grist and that grist almost killed me and things like that but um, actually, his archetype is like a four-color Yorian wither bloom smog combo deck. Apparently, with Orm's um, chance as backup, because you know, if you if you go off with of smog, you're gonna lose your hand. So you might as well, you know, start with Orm's chance. Make instead. it better, but yeah. But he also had a lock in the deck. He had a, he had a four-card lock in the deck. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, he also played he also it's played it's a Teferi ephemerate. Eternal Witness and Ephemerate and Aram's Charm dude how Ooh, do you what? I hate my thinking like because I've I've, tro- I've trophied with this combo in Modern with Silence I love it <laughs> I've yeah. never yeah, seen
0: Callum and Dwoshti in the you, same room
2: ever
1: yeah but you said <laughs> it
2: yeah you played it in Modern yes yeah. that's I get that, but not in freaking legacy, dude.
1: <laughs> well, I think that's that's pretty clever. Like, if you're going for the the smog combo, Arms-Chan makes sense there as well. It's a great way of protecting. People haven't often gone for that because it's just an extra color. But if you're already playing AD cards, then why the fuck not? <laughs> that's where I've got to. <laughs> but uh, that's pretty cool. Like, it you're playing all these cards are not bad on their own as well. Oh. Well. Maybe. yeah. Let us pause for a second here. Okay? Look, us, Chain let's of Smog pause. is basically him to Turak. Orm's Chant is basically Veil vale of Summer. With Bloom Command is basically a 2-mana 2-2. Like, what's not to love?
2: Right, yeah, Spellseeker is basically Snapcaster Mage. I get it, I get it. Yeah, okay, I, cool. I loved, like, when Wishy <laughs> explained the deck, he told me,
0: okay, so if I go turn one... Uh, Spellseeker, I turn to Spellseeker. The game is basically over, and I was like, "Yeah, it makes sense." Actually, does it? Uh, <laughs>
1: as as a Imperial Recruiter fan, I totally get the Spellseeker love.
0: Right. Awesome. Right. Awesome. But this deck sounds
2: sweet.
0: Yeah. So yeah, um, your, your last two rounds, Sky.
2: What? Say again. Your, your last two rounds, then. Um my, my last round was uh, Infect, and that was um, and that was like one of, I think. That the the last round against Infect showed me like the probably like the, the biggest rank of this of this um temple doomsday archetype because my opponent uh basically mulligans down to um Torpor Orb in game two. And I f- and you know it's just usually Torpor Orb, you know, when you drop it against um any kind of like regular Doomsday deck, it's Technically game over. Yeah, take that Strix. Yeah. But you know what my opponent didn't know is that I didn't even have any Doomsdays in my sideboard, post sideboard against uh, infect. And it, instead it was like all it was like a mess of like fatal pushes, baleful stricks, malevolent hermits. Merkt is a prime blocker for any kind of like inkmot nexus, plague engineers, things like that. It was kind of like a Grixis control deck and
0: three fatal push I just noticed
2: yeah in the main yeah you have to, <laughs> you have to. also you, no, you, ki-
0: you keep mistyping pyroblast in your list. you call, 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 keep, keep calling it puroplast anyway oh, th- <laughs> Here you be- go. okay well
3: <laughs> cool to totally throw you off
0: there like the worst host ever um <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah but anyway i i think i think we all had a good time and um it, like the 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 six L first place was kind of the, the cherry on top. Um, but I had I had a really good time there. Like the whole day it was 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 good. We had um some some beers after, and uh...
0: yeah. Some beers and you had schnitzel. You had, you had proper I had schnitzel. Charm and schnitzel.
1: This sounds yeah. like an amazing day. Just like paper legacy, beers and schnitzel.
0: Yeah, like I didn't really care. Like I went three and three. Uh, didn't really work all that well, but like. I literally didn't care, just like at the greatest time there, I uh, yeah. haven't hadn't been to a tournament in quite a while. It's what kind of funny, play? right? I come back from Kenya, where it's like 28 degrees, and I come to Germany, where it's like almost 10 degrees hotter, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what, why am I traveling north if it actually gets hotter?
2: Yeah. Oh, dude, that, like, that place, it, it was almost like you're, like, you're literally in an oven, and it's like max power. Yeah, <laughs> but the cool
0: stuff was, like, that they opened all the windows and, and the doors, and, you could literally, like, sit outside uh, the bar and just, like, there were no cars or nothing. You could just, like, hang out and have a good time.
1: What, did you play Julian? Was it Elves? Or uh,
0: yeah, so basically for me, I came back, like, I decided to extend my stay in Kenya without even telling my boss. I literally just, like, one night I was sitting on uh, sitting in one of the hammocks across, across the lagoon and I was sipping on my drink and I was like, you know what? I don't want to go back yet. And then I went to the, the Lufthansa website and I just extended by another five or four days. Nice. And, yeah, so I came back literally the night before the tournament. And before my flight to Germany, I just posted in our local chat, hey, guys, somebody please bring a deck for me, uh, anything, because I don't have time to, like, proxy something or put something together. And one of the guys brought me a somewhat outdated elves list, but it didn't really matter because those things that were outdated never really came up. So, yeah, I, I played I played elves. Uh, first round, I got crushed by, by Ad Nauseam Storm by one of the the in response because like the in response uh legacy podcast crew they always come to our tournaments so i think they showed up with like two or three guys this time all together like four uh four austrians and yeah i got i got stormed second round i crushed dark depth third round i won against another austrian guy at chino shout out to chino on madness then i won against death in texas and then i got crushed twice by four color control one of them yorian control in the hands of um anton Anton Kalinski and Mark Vogt.
2: So that was my three and three in the end.
1: Cool, wow.
2: Matt, I, I was gonna say like um, madness is a very underplayed and underappreciated deck. I think this deck is so much fun. It is, it is, it is such a massive play against it. But I think if if you're in, if you're on the madness side, I think it's uh, you're gonna have a good time. You know, regardless of your. I love that um, deck as well. I played it right? at
1: one of our monthly events and managed to top eight with it. It's pretty powerful. Like. It also like it surprised me how grindy it can be as well with that uh, Ajni's ravager it's it's got real game and all parts it's the of scariest
0: game. card in the entire deck yeah, literally yeah. that card scares me more than anything especially yeah, like if you have good. anger in the graveyard and it can attack the turn it comes to play it' just, just like refill your hand go crazy
1: yeah it's very good
0: yeah. by the way I I, I want to shout out Kai again because Kai you told me that you you didn't want to bring full-on, full-powered, uh, in quotation marks, Doomsday to this, like, monthly tournament, whereas in, in Japan, everybody plays, like, tournaments every single day almost, and everybody's, like, super teched out. So I felt like, okay, let's go easy on the Germans, you know, I'm just going to bring my chanky <laughs> merc that, type dude, that's day that's for a Tsugu Doomsday deck. Like, he, basically, Doomsday is just a pump spell for, for Merc-type, that's how it works. And then he comes down, like, with
2: this crappy deck, and it's
0: like a 6-0, easy-peasy I'm shit. I'm just going to
1: play bad because <laughs> like, Merc-type region. Don't
2: worry about yeah. it. As good as they just never draw them. Uh, but, like, so, so here's here's, so here's my thing. Um, so, back in Japan, um, we had so, so many tournaments that it is actually better for you if you play a deck that can, like, you know, kill fast or, like, lose fast, because then you can go on and, you know, like drop quicker from, from tournaments then join other tournaments. It is almost <laughs> like you're constantly at a GP almost, because you have so many opportunities to join <laughs> events. But here in Germany, or like in, in Europe, I want to say, um, you know, like, uh, events are limited and I figured if if you go to this, you know, to this um, event, um, which only happens like once, once per month maybe, um, you might as well want to grab a deck that actually plays Magic for at least like 40 minutes or so. And that's why I picked that deck in the first place, I think. Um, yeah, it worked, worked out pretty well for you, I want to say. <laughs>
1: I've got, I got a copy your thing, because for our monthlies, I always try and pick a deck that's faster, because I'm organizing as well, so I need to put all the results in afterwards. So I'm always playing, like, a combo deck or something that's a bit faster, though. Painter can be a bit slow.
2: Yeah, I imagine, like, you know, like, playing Yorion instead.
1: Holy shit, yeah. I did once play a um, Yorion Bomberman deck, and I didn't realize how grindy it was until, like, after the first few rounds, like, oh, shit, I'm going to time every time. (laughs) (laughs) Not again. (laughs) Yeah, maybe I haven't awesome. mentioned
2: it, but this is going to be a two-day event, everyone. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you know you must come in tomorrow again, and you better order <laughs> some food and drinks again. Yeah. All right,
1: everyone, round two starts tomorrow, 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're we're going to take a 12-hour break here. Everybody, see you tomorrow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we do have a lunch break, so maybe we have to cut that out.
0: Well, that's so cool. That's so cool. I, I've always enjoyed that.
1: Yeah. We take like forty-five minutes to an hour for lunch.
0: I mean, I mean, not, maybe not necessarily for like the smaller events, but even for those, you can do it. Uh, and and then like when there's a really big event, uh, yeah.
1: I, yeah, our timing is yeah. so nice. We start at eleven a.m. After round three, you have a forty-five minute lunch break, and then yeah. Oh my God, we
0: also start at eleven
1: a.m. It's, it's nicely the same. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Karim, you gotta come to the one of these events okay. too, and, and we wanna come to the uh, to the London ones. That yeah, I was thinking really, really I need
1: to get like. I need to make. I want to make one weekend where we do like cube on Friday, like tournament on Saturday, and then Sunday is like alternate format fun the event. Yeah, you can visit the queen like on Saturday evening. She's always raving till late. So <laughs> that's fine. Maybe
0: we should invite her to cube. I think she'd be done. Oh, should
3: should crush us at cube? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the zombie deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see it. Yeah, oh, yeah
1: I'd guys. like
2: to be crushed by the queen. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Cool, Julian, you went somewhere.
0: Yeah, I went somewhere. I went to to Kenya. Uh oh, East Kenya. Africa. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah, right. and nothing exciting. No, no. <laughs> no, but I I went to Kenya for the first time, and I want to say almost four years I wanted to go. Okay, I wanted to go way more often, but then you know, COVID yada yada didn't really make sense to go, couldn't go. Uh, but now finally I'm back. So the the whole idea or the reason I was there was because we, we are really, really, really pushing kitesurfing in East Africa. And who's a better kitesurfer than I am? Well, it turns out basically anyone. I, I've never tried it. <laughs> <laughs> what a pitch. Yeah, the, per, the perfect pitch.
1: If I can't do it, you must be able to. <laughs> yeah, I, I can, you
0: know, I said I can sell it. I didn't say that I can do it. But honestly, I'd love to learn it. It looked absolutely badass like I-, I loved doing the dive like when i d- did my dive there in kenya my first dive and my only one thus far i loved it but holy shit seeing those guys kite surfing oh it's insane it's, it, it, i want to do it anyway so <laughs> we we want to bring kite surfing to kenya because kite surfing is already in kenya but now we you know we really want to push it we want to bring dedicated kite surfers not only the people who are like on the beach and they're like oh okay let me try it out but we really want to bring those people who all their life is kite surfing and that's why we're opening our own kite surfing school and of course in order to promote that you need partners you need people who who run two operators um travel agencies everything and people who can
1: kite surf like you
0: yeah yeah people who can <laughs> slightly like people who are even better than me at kite surfing turns out there were quite a few <laughs> and we brought them to kenya and i joined the trip i was basically like kind of like the group leader um i was organizing everything i i'm i organized for the greatest safari Ever known to man, we went to, to Masai Mara. about it, the best yeah. safari ever. Yeah, you, you know that's where the the echo comes. And actually, do, do I have that here? The best safari ever <laughs> known <laughs> to, <laughs> man. <laughs> to man.
2: To man. do safari too much.
3: safari, safari, on safari.
1: Dear okay, listeners, anyway. I'm so sorry for making you hear that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I take responsibility. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so no seriously um if, if you wanna if you wanna have one of the best safari experiences ever go to mara bush camp you can also hit me up then i can earn a little bit of money selling that to you at a discount maybe even but seriously mara bush camp we went there uh, as part of the safari experience because you know the whole idea is we not only sell kite surfing because when they come to kenya might as well go on a safari right you're, you're in the best area in the whole world for safari and I took them to Mara Bush Camp in Masai Mara for three nights, and I couldn't be happy about that. Like I've done safaris before, South East, South West, uh, Amboseli, like all the famous national parks, but the most famous one is Mara, and yeah, going there. I don't even know where to start, guys, seriously. Like, the first right. thing we saw after we, I, I wanted to say crashed, no, after we landed in Masai Mara. Oh, you're really selling these trips. I <laughs> <laughs> that we crashed. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't stop to- stop myself from talking about that. Like, even at the tournament yesterday in Frising, afterwards, we were, like, eating. And, and, and like, I, I just have to tell everybody about it. And there was even a guy right. who told me, oh, yeah, I've been to Masai Mara, I've been to Kenya. I've been traveling through Africa for six months, but, Af- uh, but Kenya was the greatest. And, like, yes, yes, hell yeah. Do you hmm. want to do some kitesurfing, man? <laughs> (laughs) but yeah um we we get off the plane we we start our first game drive which is supposed to be a um a shorter one because we were somewhat delayed so we were a little bit later and the first thing we see there's a lioness and she has two not babies but basically like the equivalent of teenagers so lions that can actually hunt but not are not like fully grown yet and they hunt um a pumba what's a pumba a a warthog a warthog Mm -hmm. They, they call it Pumbaa. Uh, There's that, <laughs> another story about why it's called Pumbaa, and that's amazing. So, they, they hunt a warthog. Uh, so, the, they preci- position themselves in a triangle around it. And then, like, they move ever closer on the warthog. And the warthog eventually, like, keeps running towards one of the lions and has to turn around. And, you know, it, it just literally can't escape. And then, bzz, it, it literally, like, well, yeah, it dies. I mean, that's how it happens. And it's, it shouts and squeezes and, like, meh. Holy right. shit. It was the most intense thing I've ever seen until the next day. When we saw a whole pride of lions take down a buffalo.
1: Damn. 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 I, yeah.
0: Absolutely damn. Like, this, this is not something you expect, but if you go to Masamara, holy yeah. shit. So, we saw, like, huh. I want to say, like, six or seven added lions, and then, um like, something like almost 10 baby lions came out. There was, a, like, a buffalo trying to get up from the river again, and, and that uh, the lions were all, like, jumping on it, and taking it down and then like for the next half hour or so we, we we virtually like watching the lions being all over that and i mean that's just like the lions there's so many lions we saw the leopards we saw like elephants zebras giraffes and all like super up close and it, the, the craziest part is this isn't even like the, the greatest season for masamara like this is this is supposed to be the like what we call marketing wise the green season like in previous instances of years we would call it like the low season now it's called the green season anyway and we saw more than i've ever seen any other park anywhere in kenya and i'm still absolutely flashed by that and also the camp like the camp literally we come to the camp at night and they tell us okay guys don't go to your tents alone and i'm like like you know everybody at every camp always tells you oh at night don't go to your tent alone you need somebody to like take care of you and i always felt like yeah this is just like something to give you feel of adventure or whatever Uh, but yeah then one of the guys actually went to his tent alone and there was a fucking giant like hippo right in front of his tent like not exactly in front of the tent but at the the river down below the tent a couple of meters down and and was doing like the hippo thing like the grunting noises and he was like holy shit yeah let let me get my warrior to to escort me back to the tent
1: yeah hippos they kill people it's it's not (laughs) even
2: called it's not even called guard it's called warrior that's so badass (laughs) yeah i think the the it's either the Maasai word or the, the
0: Sueli word. It's uh, Askari. And that literally means warrior, fr- from what I understand. And they're also like the carrier spear and everything. And, and those are like, in, in, at least the Maasai Mara, those are like actual proper Maasai. And like these guys, these are insane. Like when we went out, out on the game drives, you would, like, I would never tell anybody to go on a game drive on their own because you're going to miss so much stuff. Like literally, we are driving through like Maasai Mara. And then he stops the car, he takes out the binoculars, and he's like, over there there's a lion doing x y and like how do you know he's like oh there's a bird looking this way and the bird is looking at the at the gazelle and the gazelle is turning the right way into the wind and like what the fuck and that means there's a lion I don't know riding in his diary and it's, it's absolutely insane what these guys know so yeah that's yeah. That, that, that but that's just the safari part to, to yeah. me the biggest part of going to Kenya just felt like ah it just like escaping Germany just like escaping my stupid office and, and being out there in the world and, and like seeing what I'm selling and being with like all the great people that work there because you know, our hotel, like, if you're kind of insane, that doesn't even cut it. You you really got to be, like, on the next level of insanity. And then you can, like, start considering working there, which usually, like, is a rather stupid, toxic thing people say. Like, whenever I see that, like, in a startup, it basically means, like, low pay and all shit. But the low pay is still kind of... I yeah, well, <laughs> can't argue with that. But that's, yeah. But, oh, holy shit, that, that place has changed so, so much. I think I've told infinite times about how we built, like, a bar into the mangroves and into the national park and we were allowed to do that because um that's why well, it's removable is all made from wood and not like concrete or whatever and that place like, we, we would go there in the evening and hang out and once it closed we could still like sit in the hammocks among the the the, the, the creek the lagoon and just like have our drinks and, and still like leave the lights on or even make to put the lights out. <laughs> I wanna go back. It's it sounds so great. like Bliss. Like it's so relaxing. Yeah, Bliss Bliss is the best radical I could come up with. You, hmm. Calum, you should start working for us. Bliss is exactly what <laughs> I wanna like call it.
1: You you can have that word for free. <laughs> it's, it's not copyrights <laughs> available. Yeah, so all yours. it's
0: part of the starter package of the English language. Yeah. <laughs> no DLC required.
1: <laughs> Maybe you have to answer the queen later on, but you got yeah. it
0: for now. But you guys, you got you guys gotta go as well. Like you know my favorite part was when when you get up in the morning, um you get up at six and you walk down to the beach, and you do a little bit like of swimming in the be- on the beach, just like in the ocean, at our and- private beach. There's literally nobody else there except for one guy doing yoga or- on one of the rocks above the beach. And then you come back, you take a shower, then you do your breakfast, and then your day starts. And by that, by that time, you already swam in the fucking Indian Ocean.
1: It's just... Our day's like the opposite. You're like getting up at six, and we're going to sleep at six. <laughs> and you're like really relaxed and blissful, and we're like intensely exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I
0: guess the only day I was really exhausted was when we we rented a DAO. Uh, You guys know what a DAO is?
1: I thought it's a type of currency.
2: Like a a small ship or something? Yeah, I told you yesterday, Kai, right? Yeah, I I barely (laughs) remember. Oh, Yeah, Kai uh, knows. Yeah, he's cheating. Yeah, I think think, think, uh, Julian set up something about like a party (laughs) ship or something. Exactly, the party ship. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we we got one of those. Like, we
0: took one of our boats out into, into the creek and then we got on Romy's DAO. And like for the last five years, I thought Romy was like like some Kenyan old dude but turns out Romy is actually a British young lady so it's like okay <laughs> <laughs> but I've been, I've been selling the trips in her DAO for for the entire time and yeah and I didn't even get to meet her because she was back in Britain maybe actually she lives next to Callum. I don't know yeah um, she actually lives next door yeah just just like hmm. Queen Elizabeth right yeah small, cool. <laughs> small world yeah
1: exactly
0: <laughs> no but seriously then we got in the DAO and, and they had like free drinks free finger food And you could literally jump from the top deck of the Dow into the water and then try to make your way back to the ship because this is Kenya and there's, like, not proper safety precautions. It would actually be absolutely insane in Germany if you ever offered offered that. Because I've never experienced proper current in, in like, a body of water. Like, you think you know what a current is and you feel like, oh, I can swim against it, right? It's, how how bad can it really be? But holy shit, I could, like, literally barely swim back to the boat. It, It was, like yeah if if I can't make it there's this piece of rope and if I can catch onto that then I can maybe try to like pull myself back but yeah that was that was something else and, and that night that was basically the last night for uh some of the guys who were leaving early um and I was supposed to leave early with them but I was like no I, I just like I can't leave right now I have to I have to extend my stay in Kenya yeah and that day that day um I went to bed rather exhausted but yeah that was that was one of the best times
1: nice sounds amazing yeah
2: damn so about about safaris um like what is the what is the best time is like is it like daytime or like nighttime or like early in the morning like what is the best time for like because you gotta be awake when when all those animals are like the most active right
0: yeah yeah so if you if you want to do the best safari in my experience you do what we call the early morning game drive so you literally you leave the camp at six so usually you get up at like five half past five uh you you usually don't take a breakfast some people like drink tea or something but usually like you don't take a breakfast you leave the camp at six when the sun is just about to come up usually it's just not there yet but then you watch the like the the whole savanna waking up and that's the time of day when like lions are hunting the most where we see like the most action in the, in the masamara because once you get to midday, it gets a lot hotter. And especially lions, like basically the the, the lions are the transcenders. Like the lions decide when stuff goes down. Like when the lions go hunting, the hyenas come because the hyenas either prey on the lion babies or they, like if it's enough hyenas, they might even like chase away like one of the smaller lions, but it's usually not happening. Uh, but yeah, that's it's just like the lions say what's going on and the lions say shit is coming, coming, going down in the morning. And that's where you see the most action. Okay. Kind, like the,
2: kind of like the secret police, yeah. That's a
0: reach, but I guess <laughs> we, we no, call I, it I, that. Cool. I think that. Okay, I think that. Yeah. Cool. And then uh we also saw quite a lot of stuff going down in the afternoon, but yeah, uh, in early morning game drives. If if you can get yourself to get up this early, and and I did it every single time when we could, it's absolutely worth it.
1: I think I'd manage it once. You, you what just i'd manage it once if i was out there just for yeah, you. you
0: you know it, once you see what we saw holy shit you yeah. either like if if that's not your kind of stuff then okay but then you wouldn't want to see it but if you if you love safari if you love seeing like the actual nature raw animals and everything it's like whoa you, you you'd be getting up at like two in the morning if you want if you needed to
1: i'll do it at one just for you just Don't even go
0: to sleep. <laughs> no seriously guys you gotta come you gotta come one day i had just the greatest time at the hotel it was I, I, I can't even like put it into words how great of a time I had in Kenya. And yeah, we, we just like did so many amazing things. I, I think one day we we went out to the cliffs because not everything is a beach. There's also like cliffs facing facing the ocean and you can go on a hike. So we went on a hike over the cliffs and we could like certain pa- um, parts you could only pass when there was a low tide. So we, we like we couldn't even walk across if there was a high tide. And then eventually we came to this abandoned hotel. And if you follow me on Instagram, you might have seen the story. Maybe I'm going to repost it as, as like a proper post or something. But we literally we found this abandoned hotel, which used to belong to what was called the African Safari Club. I think they went bankrupt in like the early 90s, or something like that. And yeah, nobody ever rebuilt that hotel. It's just like, the, there's, there's like trees and bushes and everything growing over it, but you can still see the old rooms. And, you know, in some places, people even hang out. And yeah, to me, this was just like, I, I really got like this Indiana Jones feeling.
3: Cool, got, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that was, that was Kenya. All I, right, well, I, I we'll want to we'll go back. Kenya one day. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, welcome back. But it's, I think, I think like everything you just said, like it sounds so good, but you you probably have to just go there to. Yeah, to, like to fully understand it i i, I don't i don't really like i i understand the words that were coming out of the mouth but it's <laughs> it's just not you know i it can only like half imagine like you know i i yeah, yeah I especially
0: know. the feeling the feeling is the hardest to really get across because it's uh, i think when yeah. when Karim mentioned earlier that's when you're touring you completely lose track of like what's going on i felt the same like right. literally my people in germany uh like either my my boss or friends or or my family they were talking about weekdays they were like hey julian so on wednesday or on saturday uh well on monday and i was like guys i have absolutely no idea which time which day of the week it is like i could look it up right. and if it's important i will but i literally i have no idea which day of the week it is you can Just do like yeah.
1: work days are an illusion right yeah.
3: you,
0: it is at work. Like it's, it still did work um, quite ah. a lot, but it's just like you can't hold it against me. When especially during that time um, when I was there, work was absolutely fun and just like the greatest. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> I if it was okay. up to me, I'd, I'd pack my bags and go straight back to Kenya.
1: Yeah, Kenya. I said the same at the end of it. Like all the other guys were tired, and I was like, man, I'd do this for another month. Just Sick. Get, yeah, get back yeah.
0: on the horse. Yeah, You know what I loved? I just also loved um, seeing how my colleagues... Like, a lot of my colleagues um, are not from Kenya. Like, half of them are, uh, I think. Like, some something like half. But the other, other half is not. Like, they're, like, Germans or... Uh, one is a, a Spanish girl. Uh, we have a girl from uh alabama actually (laughs) i don't know why i'm laughing but (laughs) it's just like she she showed me her favorite knife and i felt like oh this is the most alabama thing i could imagine (laughs) Uh, uh. and yeah everybody like created their own little life there in kenya some of them have been there for like 10 plus years and they literally like this is i guess it's not their proper home but they they kind of made it their home and uh like when i arrived there uh one of them like she took me out to Batamu because i know Batamu, which is the next city but i've I only know the touristy part of watamo right? Where can you buy sunscreen, by the way, for 20 euros? Holy fuck, like, who buys sunscreen for 20 euros? But it was imported, I guess, uh, whatever. But I didn't know, like, the proper watamo And then, like, we went down to, to like, this place that has, like, an ice cream parlor, and she tells me, oh, this is an Italian lady, and she makes the most amazing ice cream, but now she got divorced from her husband, and he opened that that Italian restaurant over there, and now he took her ice cream recipe, and now he's making the ice cream, like, whoa, this is, this is just, like... This is with the, the drama show or something, and the, the Daily Soap. And I I just got a tiny glimpse of that because I was there for two and a half weeks. And, and that tiny glimpse left me hungry for way more.
1: So when are you going back?
0: Well, kind of like in October, um, because that's when the next trip is coming down. That's when uh, for, um, a lot of our divers are coming back down. But yeah, I've said it before. If it was up to me, I would love to be there for like month upon month and just like live a completely different life it
1: sounds like somewhere where you could really get settled into staying somewhere and like it's so immersive and yeah
0: i I, I also just like love how it's cool like the people there. like yes there's people who, who will like obviously be like hey can you help me out with money i mean that's I can't hold that against them but uh, usually like the the stereotype or the prejudice about especially Africa is like oh there's poverty everywhere and everybody's trying to scam and steal from you yada 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 right Uh, at at least that's what I deal with when when customers come to me and they're like okay well I want to go to Kenya and usually it's the husband who is like oh but there's crime and this and that and that and yeah but really not nearly as much as most people would believe at least in East Africa I, I really can't speak for the other areas I don't know like I'm not really an expert on that but especially when it comes to kenya especially when it comes to our part of kenya it really felt like i guess i'm somewhat romanticizing it but it really Mm. felt like like good and and people were honest and everything and it's just like i loved it absolutely by the way kenya is absolutely technically advanced. it's like way beyond anything we have in germany
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just you everybody
0: yeah no but (laughs) everything is so insanely technologically advanced not everything, I guess, that's pushing it, but especially when it comes to payment, you got to imagine, so we, we are on the beach, right? And there's a couple of Beach Boys, and the Beach Boys, they, some of them have, have spe- special skills, I want to say, so um, especially when it comes to kitesurfing, some of them really know how kitesurfing works. So what they do is, uh, once you're done, or when, even when you want to start kitesurfing, they set up all of your equipment, because apparently it takes quite a bit, you have to like pump up the kite and everything, and and rope everything together and and that takes a little bit of time and they do that for you and after you are done kiting they roll it back up again and the coolest thing is uh, one of my colleagues um, who works there he he was like okay thank you very much and I was like hey shouldn't we give them money because they helped us out and he was like well I just did and he pulls out his phone and he just like makes like two or three clicks and and he told me okay now I sent that guy I don't know 20 euros or something and and to me that's just like that, that blows my mind because they they have this system, it's called M-Pesa. I think Pesa means money in Swahili, and M-Pesa for like mobile money. And he he had that guy saved in his phone already. It's kind of like PayPal, but without the shittiness and the crazy billionaire. I actually, I I don't know who actually Mm -hmm. backs M-Pesa, but literally every single person in Kenya has that. It's kind of like a replacement for a bank account. Like even even if you go like to to, to the shittiest part of Otamu and there's somebody selling you something, and you think like, oh, they're probably like, maybe even homeless, or. What is it? They will have M-Pesa, and you can give the money through M-Pesa. And to, to, to me, it's it's the future. It's absolutely it has been around for over ten years, for over fifteen years by now. And uh, I, I, it's it's so cool. It's so cool. Like nobody uses cash. Like nobody uses like credit cards or anything. It's all M-Pesa.
1: Sounds useful. Yeah, mm. and, and
0: now even I have an M-Pesa account. I I have a I have a Kenyan sim card now, and I can I can kind of, I can send you money just like just like that. I dare you. I dare you to send <laughs> me money. No, but but yeah. seriously, it's, it's not even like for everyday stuff. Like even when people like when they pay big hotel bills, like thousands of dollars or something, they, they use that. It's it's yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Like wait, like waiting for the GP where you can sign up with Mpesa.
0: You definitely <laughs> could do that. You absolutely could do it. like you, I can't put in words how that system is literally everywhere. Like I, I wouldn't even be surprised if like some of the younger kids they wouldn't even know how cash money actually looks like because it's all Mpesa. Wow. <laughs> anyway, yeah, <laughs> cool. Back to reality. <laughs> Speaking of
1: money, people won prizes at tournaments recently. Were there any big tournaments recently?
3: Uh, I,
0: I've heard of a couple.
1: Dude, um,
2: Callum, holy
1: shit! This is man. No, I the love. Segway. You, man. The segway. This is good. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Um. Yeah. So jokes aside, that was amazing to hear about Kenya. Um, there was Four Seasons in Bologna recently. So for those that don't know, um, Four Seasons is like a huge kind of Eternal-themed uh, tournament. They run, I believe, four a year, because uh, Four Seasons, you know, get it? And um, this one just got like tons of hype. There was, Do you guys remember there was 300 and something or 400 or something yeah, legacy three, three,
2: players? 393 players. 393 legacy it, players. It's called it 400 the, then.
1: This is one yeah, of the biggest tournaments yeah. in a long time that's huge and like their modern event was massive as well they also had a team event going it's a whole like weekend thing get there on friday afternoon like or you can play on friday saturday and sunday massive massive events and i i know a bunch of friends from london traveled for it um i know people went from all different countries and stuff so i could see the next one being even bigger so anyone that's looking to play legacy in europe italy's always been like the the hot of legacy in our opinion but this one was just massive so um We're going to run through the top eight, and they also had an invitational, which we'll run through the wing deck as well, and um, then just talk about like our like impressions of what we saw on Twitter and stuff about it. So on, I'm not sure which day it was. Maybe the Friday they had an invitational. do you guys know what you needed to get into the Invitational?
0: I think you need to be Italian and play Legacy or something. <laughs> I think that's how it works. Cool. Yeah. Like, all these Italian events, they always have, like, the special Legacy um, Invitational. And as I was told, I think you can qualify for it. But somebody else told me you also get, like, an invite if you're, like, a famous Italian Legacy player. Okay. I, I think, like, Claudio Bonani probably gets invites to all of them ever since I yeah, won yeah. the GP. Yeah. So
1: I guess, like, you had known players or good players and stuff. So it's, you know, you, you're going to be playing against good players in this. So the winner was um Nosman MTG who um aka Gian Marco Pagana he won with his like um i guess like paradigm shift thassa's oracle thoughtlash jace Wiggled of mysteries deck so you basically self mill <laughs> and win with thassa's oracle or jace so it's it's the cooler self mill deck is kind of cool but like this is this is way cooler
3: yeah, um,
2: like, dude, like the moment I like, the moment I saw this deck is like it, I had so many emotions going on because I feel like first of all it's a Thassa Oracle deck which is already a <laughs> pretty cool thing, but um, the the second coolest thing is that it's a Thassa Oracle deck that also plays Endurance in the main board. It's like, dude, I saw this, and I was like, dude, it's almost like a show and tell player who plays a gilded drake in the main board you know it's kind of it's kind of like you know he like he plays the win condition but he also plays the hate against the same card uh that's like yeah. how cool this deck is but yeah it's it's it kind of reminds me of the um the uh the blue green omnitel deck like you know Absolutely. which we've yeah. seen like the cast p- past couple of years but instead of using the the show and tell mechanic it's it's technically the Paradigm Shift and Thus Oracle or the Thought Lash which is uh, the, one of the most complicated card to play against I think because it has like this, this zero mana activated ability. Yeah. yeah, so yeah.
1: How, how does it actually work? Like it's like so four it's, mana? It's four mana so two and two blue it's an Enchantment and there's a Cumulative Upkeep X the top card of your library so you'll do one then two then three etc. And you can Pay zero mana, and it's an activated ability to exile the top cardio library, prevent the next one damage that be dealt to you. So it's like gain 40 or 50 life in a nutshell as well. So um, that friend I mentioned earlier, Simona, he plays this deck a lot. So I've played against it a ton in London, and there's some really funny interactions against Painter where they have like a Jace or a Thassa's Oracle underneath a Sheldokyle and I mill them out and he just like flips over this Thassa's Oracle in his upkeep I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> oh, um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's but All the little tricks. I do want to give like even special shout out to Nosman, who's his um, Twitter handle. He, I, this guy has been playing this deck for years. As he's made a tweet about it saying two years ago he wrote a primer, and I know for absolute fact he like just been like posting about it on Reddit, in his Discord, on Twitter and stuff. This guy is like completely dedicated to the deck for years. And when you look at this deck, you know you've got your four brains, and you ponder and force of will and stuff. But then you have like these two endurance, two Uro, two veil of summer, one silver library, three ice fang coattles one otara soaring city like one Waterlog grove these are not numbers that you just like randomly throw in like the cyborg two run afoul, one hull breacher one blue and mental blast one besage he's like he's worked in this deck so much and this is this is the this is a labor of love That so much tinkering gone into this so real there respect
3: shout outs like yeah <laughs> so that, that's is what, what cool.
0: james Su calls the japanese school of deck buildings like, all the four-offs become three-offs, and, like, all the, <laughs> the two-offs become one-offs, and, yeah, that's that's how you
2: arrive at a list
0: like that.
1: Yeah, I love it. So, By the way,
0: Kai, you told us about how to pro, uh, properly pronounce that, that soaring city. What What is it dude, called?
2: Yeah, I, 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 so um, everyone says, um how, how do you say like Everyone says, Otawara. like, Otawara. Oh, yeah, it says think... Otawara, but it's actually Otawara. Uh-huh. The, like, like you, you kind of, like, stretch the O, but it's so, like, no, yeah, no one says that. Does that actually mean uh, anything? Um, I gotta, I, I think it's it's just a name, but I think it's like, like, big, um, field. Probably city. No, no I, I think, yeah, like, no, no, <laughs> always, always the kanji for, for like, for big, and then, and, uh, Vara, there's that, that, something with, like, a field, I think, and then something else, but it, it's, it's, it's a name, you know, it's like Poseju yeah. or, like, anything yeah, else, yeah. it's, you can't really describe them, but, cool. um, but yeah, like, a lot of utility lands, also, like, the three Sheldok Isles that kind of, like, you know, they, they called my eyes, uh, so really really cool text, um also with the the um lotus like full set of lotus petals and the combination of lotus petal and malevolent hermit um which i've also like witnessed you know like yesterday is a pretty strong combination on turn two when you where you go malevolent hermit and you have the lotus petal ready to you know just pop off the the hermit immediately um things like that i think yeah this this deck might look a little clunky but i think it plays out quite nicely in actual games
1: yeah um i've seen it go just like quite often they just go like turn one lows pedal land play the um the paradigm shift turn two oracle like yeah and they have forceful backup sometimes the deck can be clunky and i think you know it's especially he's recognized that it can be clunky by saying right i'm going to be a mid-range deck when i need to be as well there's two arrows to endurance and as i said you have the forcibles for some um, permission but i think the deck is you know it's it looks kind of funny and janky it's like a cool combo it's actually pretty powerful it is legit pretty good i think and he proved himself as well like he beat what must have been like a pretty tough uh bunch of people in the invitational
0: yeah yeah that, that's basically how it works in Italy, right i, I wonder how like inbred the metagame is uh on the other hand like if, if everybody's trying to meta game against everybody else then it's probably better to just like stick to something powerful kind of and, and i mean, not try to. Yeah. italy
1: loves blue decks there's probably loads of pyroblasts and he's playing a mono blue combo deck almost so, yeah,
0: Italy always used to be like like Miracle City.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, so, at least like
2: Jeskai, I think, like the Jeskai colors were yeah, yeah, always yeah. been like very, very <laughs> present in Italy, yeah. Absolutely. Awesome.
1: So, well done. And should we look at the uh, the main event, Top 8, which yeah. was just star-studded, holy moly. Yeah. Honestly,
0: like I saw somebody on Twitter say something because you know, some of the decks in, in that top eight are not exactly what people were expecting in 2022. And it's an amazing I, I saw somebody on Twitter saying something al- along the lines of, like, oh, sometimes you know, you don't need to play good, you don't need to play well, you just gotta get lucky. And literally, you look at the names in the top eight: Javi Dominguez, Andrea Mengucci. Uh, Thomas Marr, uh, Angelo Kadai, yeah. and, and sorry for the other guys that Marco Pescatori don't... is.
1: Um... Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy as well, right? Uh, yeah. Um... <laughs> oh, I've forgotten the name, but damn it. The Shadow Guy.
3: <laughs> that yeah. Shadow Guy, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they, simply,
1: they, they simply got lucky. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, 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 Like, this is probably Obviously. the worst event in the last five years or so you could have picked for making that comment. Because this is right. like literally almost all Chuggernauts, and maybe some I just it do it's,
1: it's True Hero, that's the one. Marco Marco Pescatore. Oh,
0: because the name sounded so familiar, but I didn't know it was him.
1: Yep. Yep. Just lucky as well, that guy. Just really lucky.
0: (laughs) Yeah, look at that guy. There's another guy in top eight, uh, Ronnie Blazer. Blazer. Uh, And he also top eighted an MKM series in Bologna a couple of years ago. So, yeah, this is.
1: I recognize the name Tubo as well. He wrote a tournament report. Like. Yeah, it's just, and then we have fucking Murphok. Every time we do one of these things, we are just like we, we get hyped up about Murphok. Me and Julian, it's like, oh my yeah. god, Murphok's actually pretty good. And... <laughs> so yeah,
2: hell yeah, Murphok in the top four. Let's. I think like the the last couple of episodes, we have hyped up uh, Ether Wildex <laughs> so much in all shapes and colors. You're gonna leave it, the it's, podcast it's, already? It's it's kind of it's kind of unreal, dude.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so we're getting carried away. Let's let's do a quick run through of the actual top eight. So. In first place, we had Javier Dominguez, very lucky player, on Cephalid Breakfast. <laughs> in second place, Andrea Mangucci on 8Cast. Third place, Marco Pescatori, who is true hero on Death Shadow. Um, fourth place, Davido Chiasaro in Merfolk. Fifth place, Thomas Mar. It says Gris Control, but it's actually four-color control.
0: Basically, check Poe.
1: Yeah. Then we have Ronnie Blazer on Selesnya Depths, and we have Tubo on Blue Red Delver, and then Angelo Kadai on, like, Jeskai Control um so yeah all one i'm still in awe about how
0: star started at top eight is. sorry guys yeah. i like i still need to take it all and i knew there were a lot of like big names but then i, I only just today realized there's too much too much mar in the top eight as well
1: yeah it's it's amazing players but it's also like each deck is just one of as well and like would you have um, Sefler Breakfast winning it? Would you have Merfolk in the top eight? Would you have well, Breakfast has
0: actually been doing like, pretty good on Magic Online recently, right? Kavier has been pushing it a lot, it um, has, but you still, yeah. I would still yeah. think,
1: like, oh, yeah, there's gonna be like three Jeskai decks, three Delvers, and like... yeah, that's true, that's true, Dude, not at all. <laughs> and
2: also, like, you know, if you, if you guys watch the stream, I think the, the winning in for this uh, uh, for this tournament was uh, Tomas and his um, four color pile control like against literally Canadian Threshold. It was like it was oh. Rock Delver, it was without them Mongoose, I think it played it was like Tomogoyf, uh, oh, okay. Dragon Ray Chandler and Burktide and things like that. But it was a stifle wasteland type of deck, you know, like you in, know Thomas' Rocket... deck
1: is really cool to Nimble Mongoose, actually. <laughs> it just <laughs> okay, has strix. Is that straight
0: up strix?
2: Is it just yeah. that?
1: Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Bring back the goose.
2: Bring back the
0: goose. Oh baby. man,
1: telling you Nimble. Okay. Go <laughs> I guess there's two plague engineers kind of as well, but
0: yeah. Look at that deck, by the way. This is this is just some would call it the Mona Lisa, I just want to, I'm not going to say what I'm going to call it, but this is this is just like, you, you have this Grixis deck, and then he's like, you know what, I'm going to splash like four assaults, of and two prismatic ending, and by the way, also Teferi Time Row. Is it a Grixis deck? I don't even know. Like, where.
1: It's it's just a <laughs> four-color check pile, I guess. But my favorite thing is he's finally embraced, like, I mean, he always has, but this is just the Wing Cons of four Strix, four Snapcaster, and like one Jace kind of, four Strix, four Snapcasters. the Wing Condition, that's it. Even
0: after sideboarding, plague engineers, I guess. But yeah, this is, this is insane. Yeah. There's,
1: there's just so much <laughs> removal. So he has like he has the signature three Inquisition, three him. Very often there's like one thoughts used to go along with it, but that's gone. And then yeah, four swords, two prismatic ending, one Colligan's command. Yeah, I guess the four, four
0: expressive iterations those really make the deck, right? Yeah, yeah. This is but insane. Feel like yeah, but I Love feel
2: like 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 always like the the one thing that stood out to so many players at first and when. The, like the initial uh, bar came out was like the, I think I think a, a single copy of lightning bolt I think or something like that like it was, yeah. it was a, like, a really like weird number. I swear and, that like, one lightning, lightning bolt. bolt
1: killed so many people like bolt snap bolt so many times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: but but like
0: in speaking of checkpoint, I think he he did cut the green right. Basically, the bite replaced the green mm-hmm. if, if I'm seeing it correctly. Because he was
1: playing green for oko when that was legal, and then I think as far as I remember from what we've seen as soon yeah, as Oko and, and Leowald yeah, and that and kind decay of stuff. And stuff but then as yeah. soon as Deathrite and then Oko was banned White is just better because Teferi and Swords and now Prismatic Ending <laughs> yeah but yeah and I'm just it, so happy that that
0: I think that uh, don't take my word for it but I think the top 8 split I think at uh, the top 4 split I think the top 8 somebody didn't want to split and then they played the, the quarterfinals and I think they split the top 4 but I could be wrong maybe, maybe yeah. they also did the thing where you like split the plight <clears throat> sorry I can't talk split the prices for the top four and then still play it out for for like the glory i want to say so i don't want to take away anything from javier getting first place because that's just like you you know how javier and andrea are just like very very good friends yeah Yeah. you have this 400 people uh, event and then like those two guys finish in first and second place that's just i think i
2: think they also played in this in the same team the the day or the two two days before they did in in the team event you know like how crazy is that you know
0: yeah, they had like 93 teams, and, and these guys make it all the way to the top in the singles event. By the way, can we quickly talk about that Sapphire Late Breakfast Deck? Because now that I've opened it, it actually looks somewhat different from what I've seen on Magic Online. Like there's there's two Asper Sentinels in there. And I remember Andrea actually said when he was on the podcast, I remember in January, he th- he said that he thinks Asper Sentinels actually underplayed in legacy because it's basically one monothalia.
1: Kind of. Oh. I'm gonna have to disagree a little bit. I've I've tried it in some like Blue white tempo mentor decks and stuff, and it's it's kind of cool. Um, I th- I do think it's really powerful, but um, the way artifact decks are posed at the moment in the format, like if you just look at Thomas Mars deck, he even he has two meltdowns in the sideboard. So I think like there's like mm, s- there's some yeah. white based artifact decks that are really powerful, but they're not as good as eight cast or the red. Uh, painter decks, I guess, at fighting the hate that people bring at the moment. But if people for some reason stopped playing meltdowns and stuff, then I think Esper Sentinel does get very good and is a but, really strong. The, but guard. the
0: way I understood him um, was basically like Esper Sentinel all by itself, like not in an artifact theme, but okay. just like in a straight up like creature deck, like like what we have here.
1: I guess you, you just need the pressure. You need people to have to play into it, yeah. which this yeah. deck does. So I was trying to play, maybe playing it in decks that didn't apply enough pressure. It is very powerful. I do right. love when you can equip equipment to it. So Shuko is plus one, plus O. Oh, so you put a Shuko on that bad boy and you've got to pay two mana for your spells. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the synergies a cheese up through the roof. Yeah. They... <laughs> oh, but this is... This is good. I, I, I'm still not fully on board with playing Yorian, but apparently that's like good. Uh, I still am like... Uh, paying basically eight mana over two turns to get like a four-five. Yeah. Okay, four-five fly. Anyway, 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 I, I understand why I do think Yorian is
1: Sentinels, good. The Sentinels are new. I remember us talking about he won a challenge, I think, or a top eight one. Yeah, and yeah. we did talk about the differences where like there was no Cavern of Souls anymore. And obviously there's Yorian, the so it's more main deck. There's more Recruit of the guard targets and stuff like that. And there's the one Cabal Therapy and stuff. Um,
0: yeah, the one Cabal Therapy, right, where you mm. talked about where it basically beats all the Endurances in the world. Yeah. It's just like some of the smartest deck building thing I've ever seen. Yeah.
1: Because there was often, I mean, the old lists played Cabal Therapy in a um, Bridge from Below as well. But now you don't need that to beat Comp to be yeah. um, removal because you have just more creatures and slower, like, slower. You'll have some idiots on the board, basically. But yeah, otherwise, anything weird in the Two Mystical Disputes. It's kind of cool. Um, I feel like that card is underplayed in the format as well. It's it's good against eight cards because if they have the Chalice and stuff, you can still count, count things.
0: Yeah, I think that the thing about Mystical di- dispute is everybody who's, like, considering the card, if they can play Pyroblast, that's what they really want to play. But yeah, if, if you don't have Threat, I think that's just, uh, Probably like the closest you can get, right?
1: Mm, true. Yeah, it's the
3: yeah. poor man's Pyroblast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the poor man's Pyroblast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking about the deck that costs... Like, how does it cost $5,426 in TCG player? Yeah, have a kingdom couldn't even afford like power blasts. Set, Yeah, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> poor world champion can't afford the Pyroblast, but that's yeah. how it works in Magic the Gathering. <laughs> uh, cool. Anything else you see in the decks? Uh, so I'm, I'm looking at the Celestia deck's uh, depth list right now. Interesting hmm. thing
1: about the eight costs from Andrea is he's put the shadow spirit in the sideboard I've always thought that like no. that was a big part of the game plan at beating Delver
0: so. I, I wanna say I saw a tweet by Andrea where he was saying he actually wanted it in the main deck afterwards
1: okay. yeah that's that's the only thing mm. that like stands out to me I could also, be wrong
0: but I think I saw that
1: okay he also has no um, the, the foundry what's it called again retro for the foundry um, oh actually
0: what does he tutor for I guess all of the other stuff like just wobbles. aether spell
1: bomb or baubles
0: Well that's not exactly exciting
1: Hmm. Is, is that really it, the only
0: thing? Like the spellbomb sometimes gets me. To be fair, but... the,
1: the tutor part of the saga is like the least that's exciting important. part. That's true. Like in eight cards, about the constructs, whereas like right. other decks, for often they want the tutor. Yeah, this yeah. might actually
2: yeah. be the, the deck which cares at least about uh, those, like you know, the the, the artifacts. 4-0 in yeah. one mana, yeah, but yeah. E- but even like the ether spell like, does look very good because aren't like most games decided by like you know the like who gets the first combat step. because mm-hmm. uh, it's like a lot of like s racing, especially with Capricorn near, so like ether spell yeah. looks almost like a pseudo time walk kind of kind of thing, you know. Just, you just bouncing
1: your merc tide for a turn will do that, game, game. Yeah, yeah, that's game, absolutely. Yeah, I, so, I guess yeah. you can also
0: like keep bouncing things every turn when when you have um emery online, so you can like keep replaying it from the yeah. graveyard. Yeah, 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 sounds good. Yeah, Already but uh, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: I uh, like his yeah. numbers: three Capricornia, three Thought Monitor. Those are the cards that can be clunky sometimes, especially post board. If you trim some like of the cheaper artifacts, so yeah,
3: right. Yeah.
1: That's good. Yeah, Death Shadow is cool stuff. Death Shadow is always hard to guess because it does change a lot. It's not like strictly got a, a shell like other than the Delves and Death Shadows. Like here, Mark has got three Ledger Shredders, which seems good. But how much are they right
0: now? I, I want to look that up. <laughs>
1: i'm sure they've
0: come down are you sure uh, well i've been to kenya so when i left there were like 50 <laughs> tickets or something yeah like over no, 50 i have no idea uh let, let's check it out let's Otherwise... just here we go it's still whoa it's still close to 50 holy okay. shit okay,
1: okay. <laughs> it's still yeah. played in every format yeah, yeah pretty
0: like... much by the way th- yesterday at the at the tournament Frising, mark forked uh beat me with um minsk and bow and apparently, like, <laughs> yeah. those guys are not going to come on Magic Online. Uh, no, or at they're least not. they're not. Like, this card is actually good. This card could actually be really good in Legacy. Like, really good is pushing it, but good, playable, whatever. And that card not being on Magic Online is really weird. Like, yeah. yeah. Th- th- there's not, there are not too many cards that are, like, definitely playable in Legacy that are not available on Magic Online. That's, like, a big oversight.
1: Speaking of Legendary, shout-outs to Any who 10 top- who top forward the Legacy Challenge on Sunday with Phoenix, and ledger Shredders. that card is sick Ooh, in that. Deck. I think you were Hell
0: talking yeah. about that even. Mm. Like I think you were talking about that card like being potentially
3: playable
1: in Phoenix. Yeah, and, that was my faster. first first <laughs> reaction. Was like it seems sick, but I haven't got around to playing it yet because I was away for a month. But yeah, seems sick. There, and it's a bird as well, so you can have birds. Is so
0: there any kind of synergy like birds? Birds as as a creature type, I really like birds, but like all of the bird lots suck. There's like nothing really. Hey, cool.
1: don't talk about Pride of the Clouds like that.
0: Oh, is that even a bird? It's not, but it's basically a bird. <laughs> hey, It is. It gives flying creatures buffs and stuff. Just get out of here! It's totally a bird. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then I'm looking at I'm looking at Angelo's deck right now, and this is basically a, a Calum deck. Like Calum, didn't you like create this deck like a year ago or two? Like like no, Shark Typhoons, to Teferis?
1: No. I, I played Shark Typhoon in Standstill, and then. It was kind of, oh, yeah, that's, that's I think that's that was dense. a kind of obvious sled in. I didn't do the uh Narset Hollow Breacher days and doing stuff. I've been, I've been kind yeah. of off the fair blue decks for a while. I gotta right. be honest.
0: Yeah, but I, I think yeah, ever I, since I, you fell in love with Painter, like that, there's nothing else for you left. Like, you're <laughs> pretty much. mad. Like your you're hot affair with Painter trying to like uh, a marriage. I don't know, a multi decade wedding marriage, everything. It's weird because I, I
3: usually
1: just like play a deck for a month and then I'm on to the next, but
0: yeah. Here we are. I've yeah, that's that. that's how you know you found the one.
1: I got painted kids. <laughs> <laughs> cool,
0: cool. Yeah. So, so this interesting sh- sh- pro-
1: things about this. He has three dress downs, which is quite a lot. You often see like one or two. Yeah.
2: I mean, like, look at this deck list. This has so much creature removal. Like, creature slash construct removal. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, four plows, four prismatic endings, two supreme verdicts, and three dress downs. This is so many slots. And in comparison to that, there's only five... No, excuse me. There's seven counters. Six forces and one fluster storm. I think that the that the part I really like about this deck list is that, like, it plays um, only a single copy of Day's Undoing and alongside four Narsets. Like, he's not even, like, pushing it, you know? like he's kind of like just being a jessica control deck which occasionally might get you with the with the one days undoing but it's like always like threatening the kill but it probably almost never happens kind of kind of of thing
1: it's such a powerful angle to have because you know part of the thing about control decks is they their late game is always the same they card advantage you um So decks can go over the top of that, like Cloudpost is the most typical example. But if you have like one days undoing in there, you have your ponder's, your brainstorms, and your narcissists, and your Jace, and you have so much card filtering and stuff. You can find this this one of, and it's there for a very specific reason, and it's like this like lights out card against a lot of decks. So it's it's I love the one of as well. Two, you can like risk drawing two, and then you're just going to lose if you draw two of this card. Yeah, like very that, often. Im- yeah,
2: imagine like days doing in your opening hand. It is a control deck. I don't know. That's...
1: Yeah, Yikes! Yeah. Other interesting yeah. thing is no Mystic Sanctuary you often expect it in these decks, but not here. This is oh, one, wow. one, once
0: again like basic land city, like yeah. four islands, one four one, vista, yeah.
1: four vistas, uh, <laughs> four vista means he's chosen two plains, one mountain over Sanctuary essentially, I think. Yeah, I guess to... you could
0: put it like that. Yeah. Also, once again, wing conditions, two chase, two shark Typhon. I think I don't see anything else. That's... Like in the sideboard, right. there's a monastery mentor and a timeless dragon, but in the main deck, looks to yeah. be two chase, two shark Typhon. Yeah, no Snap
1: snapcasters actually. It's surprising. Yeah,
0: yeah. I the, guess the you, you can man. only have
1: you can only have so many three drops as these decks have shown us. And there yeah, is. Yeah, I, I was thinking like,
0: <laughs> when you have this amount of three drops, I always keep feeling like, oh, there must be like a chrome somewhere in there. But that's not how the day de- uh, how the deck works, right? It's just no. like. I'm gonna defend myself with like all these one mana spells and if necessary, force of and and I'm just gonna force my way into like turn three, four, five, and six where, where where my stuff starts mattering and where my stuff starts happening. And if yeah. you overcommit, I will probably like barely stay alive with like a timely force of or like source of plowshares, and then I'm gonna supreme verdict the shit out of you, and then you're not gonna come back.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Supreme verdict.
0: Oh. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Supreme I Verdict think like has been
1: y- popping up more and I've always hated the card, but mm-hmm. I guess you just have to kill that stupid dragon.
2: I mean, there's like one cool thing you can do with Supreme Verdict, right? Like in combination, combination with Teferi Time Raveler when you can, you know, it's kind of like a, like a pseudo-terminus kind of thing because you can cast mm-hmm. it at any, at any time, but yeah. Yeah,
1: that's true, that's true. Yeah, with, Supreme with Verdict three the Teferis, text, it does so. get better.
2: <laughs> uh, I think Mark
0: Falkland actually played Supreme Verdict against me yesterday. Let me, let me check his list over there. Where is it? Did he cheat a... against me? Is it not in the list? Mark, where is it? It doesn't show up.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. There's yeah. something cool. So in um, Tubo's Blue-Red Delver deck... Oh, he placed...
0: Sorry to interrupt you. He placed two in the main deck? What the fuck, man? No wonder I lost. <laughs> <laughs> and two engineered
1: explosives. Of nice. course, in the one
0: of Archmage's, Archmage's charm. Cool, cool, Oh, yeah, the cool. classic Mark yeah. touch.
1: Um, in Tubo's Blue-Red Delver list, in the sideboard, there's a Maddening Hex. Do you know what that does?
0: Oh, that's that's the curse, right? And yeah, I think it's also not a magic online.
1: Exactly. It's not a magic online, so you won't see this in any online decks, obviously. But it's a pretty cool one. So it's like, it's a bit expensive. It's three mana, so two red and one. Um, but it's a curse, and you put it on your opponent. Whenever an China player casts a non-creature spell, roll a d6, and Maddeny Hex does damage, to that player equals the result. Then it says, then attach Maddeny Hex to another one of your opponents chosen at random, but in a 1v1, it's always going to stay on them. Yeah, so yeah. It's pretty cool. If you just throw it on like a control opponent, they're going to die, <laughs> definitely.
0: Pretty much. I, I remember when we were talking about the card on Discord because somebody on our Discord was asking, so why is this not seeing more play in Legacy? Like, I was making a complete idiot out of myself by being like, well, this reason and that <laughs> reason. And then somebody else showed up and was like, it's just not a Magic Online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going back to Minsk Bow, yeah, this card could also be relevant. And apparently it's
2: not a Magic Online.
1: Yeah. No, no. I like it though. It, it's it's really yeah. powerful effect.
2: I remember like i think it must have been like the the last one or two weeks in japan um i saw this card in four color control decks uh, for the mirror game too because they have like you know it's basically just uh sticking this card and trying to protect it and that's that will probably decide the game because like so many there's like so much dirtling and also like so much um life that gets paid with civil libraries like this maddening hex is kind of like doing a lot of work in those uh, mirrors and you can you can't really pyroblast i guess you can prismatic ending it but it's also like post sideboard where you really don't have that many prismatic endings maybe left and i don't know like it's it's crazy like yeah
1: because I guess the other thing that's like in a similar spot in people's sideboards is the Court of Cunning, but that does get power blasted, and you can just like get hit and steal the monarch as well. This one circumvents those two right. angles. Right. So yeah, it oh, does get ending, you but know, otherwise, yeah. I like Japan well. is
0: so far ahead of us in cursing technology. It, it's kind of crazy. Like, I, I absolutely love that <laughs> idea of like using that for mirror matches.
1: Yeah. So it was great. So that's called cool C. Um, should I get the depth stack or anything? Oh, it's it's like um, Naya Depths, splashing red. Yeah, I guess, um, I guess that's
0: what they usually do, like in the sideboard for like yeah. a couple of blasts. That's usually mm-hmm. what yeah, there is like three power blasts, one regimental blast. Yeah. Yeah. I guess these days you, you're automatically now um now yeah, if if you're posted as like Celestia Green White, then enough almost the assumption there's usually like one yeah one tiger there it is and yeah. okay they also have plateau makes sense
1: i love to see the tower of the magistrate in the sideboard it's such a good tech piece
0: <laughs> so I, I thought it was like to unequip equipment but i think one of you guys told me it, it also so, helps uh, against eight cars to just like get get through all of the thopter tokens right
1: exactly that's the main reason i think yeah, yeah. um yeah because otherwise psi yeah. is basically gg <laughs> it's really funny
0: oh yeah actually you're never yeah. getting past that right exactly <laughs> yeah. i guess you could just like that you need a blast zone but you need to like i don't know thespian stage the blast zone yeah I you think... need
1: to you need to like pyroblast the psi and then you need to thespian stage the blast zone so it has zero counters and then pop that blast zone oh man that's like so many extra steps <laughs> yes. yeah and,
0: and by that like day two of the gps or you just or like
1: yeah. <laughs> night up the tower and you like bing you're done
0: oh man that's oh, like wow. so cool I, yeah. I have pretty much almost all of the cards like two savanna. Oh, I, I just like I can't myself to register plateau in legacy. I think I've never done that. <laughs> oi, entire oi. Life. Oi. Plateau is beautiful. Get
1: <laughs> no, out of no, here. No, no, no.
0: Like there's there's like three lands I really can't get myself to play in Legacy. And that's Plateau, that's Badlands, and that's scrubland. Those are just like I, I love blue, I love green, I love white. I, I just can't play those cards. Uh, those lands. Like it's it's ah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's such a hard, tough sell to me. Anyway. <laughs> I, I'm kind of like in this weird spot where um after not playing Legacy for the last three weeks, I I don't feel attached to any kind of deck. I feel like I could just like come into it and play anything, and by that I'm probably gonna start playing Brewer Diver again or something. But
1: yeah, uh guys. I wanna just very quickly before we finish, just give a lot more deck. we got a lot more to talk about actually. Just just my folk. Um there's two group of Firesis phyresis in the cyber which I love. Three mana instant, gain control of target equipment, and then you attach attach a germ to it. Oh, um,
0: that—that's that, like the, the the image of the the blue and green. Yeah, I got yeah, it here. Yeah. <laughs> I <think laughs> that's cool. It looks absolutely—that's so co- such cool artwork.
1: Yeah, and also there's um there's a new Merfolk Tide Shaper in here, which like turns lands into islands, and it's also a chalice build, which you don't always see for Merfolk. So.
0: Yeah, it's a child build, and they are not playing uh, Mutavolt, no, right? Vault.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think you often choose, like, Wasteland or Mutavolt, because for a monocolor deck, the mana is often very bad. It's quite funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's
0: probably, like, the worst one-color mana base in, in all of Legacy, yeah. and it has been for over a decade.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, back to not knowing what to play. i got to say, I saw a really cool um, approach to elves by Newton today um or oh, was that the yorian
0: inversion with like um, what's it called
1: swift reconfiguration uh, and devoted druid oh yeah that's exactly the one yeah it's pretty
0: cool <laughs> how did it work out did it play right
1: yeah he said he got a trophy and then was 4-0 and lost the last round so pretty good <laughs> oh, you, no. you know it's kind of funny like when you play <laughs>
0: f's and you feel like okay they they what is that and then all of a sudden like infinite combo here yeah. we go
1: <laughs> so i'm gonna give that a try but julian just play play painter
0: yeah. Well, I was actually thinking about playing because I really, really want to build like a, a proper legacy deck in, in paper again. And I oh, could okay. see myself playing Painter.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful deck. But I could also see you playing Green White Depths actually. It's it's very huge. You could? Yeah.
0: You, you could not see me playing I... like Cutthroat, Delver, Try Hard, Spike It Out. No. No, you you know what happened to not, me not, at the I tournament? know you
1: like it, but like I think you get bored of that.
0: I get bored of that. Could, yeah, that's actually like, that, that's a backhand compliment kind of like. Yeah. <laughs> you get bored of winning. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> but you win. <laughs> uh, you, you know what? Somebody actually said to me at the tournament in Frising yesterday and I felt like my life as a magic player has come full circle at that point. I was playing elves yesterday and one of the guys, I didn't know him, but I've seen him around uh, and he he basically told me, oh, you're playing elves today? I was like, yeah, yeah, I borrowed it. And he's like, Huh? You usually play other decks don't you <laughs> i was like whoa like Damn. Ha- has this episode of my life ended where i'm like the elves player where i'm like just like oh you play other decks right i've seen you play dev and it's like oh you play elves now like whereas for like the past uh at this point nine years it's always like oh of course he plays elves oh, of course he yeah. plays elves. but i've streamed a lot of non-elves recently and yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just felt like oh wow next step in my life you also had your
1: <laughs> Omnitel flirtations and you had your miracles flirtations
0: yeah, yeah. But the he only rotations that was like a weird period, like in 2012. And yeah. Miraculous yeah. was just like, it was like the on and off girlfriend that you know is not good for you, but you every <laughs> once again, you feel like, I yeah, gotta give it a try. It's just like so... <laughs> right. Pow- but I'm so. not exactly falling for powerful girls, but yeah, in that case, it was a very powerful green mm. and white and red g- girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and speaking yeah. of powerful cards, um, Callum, you inserted something into our show notes. A tiny little cat that apparently is good in Legacy, like a 4-1 or 2-2 yeah. T- tell us more about that
1: that's it it's a Formula 2 but it's got a cute cat in the picture oh but that's also- okay by the way
0: if you want to support the podcast now seriously <laughs> <laughs> so actually
1: before I tell you what the card does do you want to read the flavor text
0: isn't she the cutest thing you've almost seen I love it <laughs> oh, so
1: Displace a Kitten is like this weird picture of a very cute cat but it's like tentacles as well and the idea is like you know Displace you can't see it sometimes you can so this card is really powerful really really powerful it's a Three in a blue for a two two creature cat beast. And as an ability avoidance, whenever you cast a non creature spell, exile up to one tug non land permanent you control, then return that card to the battlefield under its own owner's control. So I've like also been away for months, I've been a bit out of the loop, but um people like Anorag and XJ Cloud and stuff have been brewing with this deck and they've been come up with some amazing stuff. So there's le-
0: so sorry to interrupt you there, in legacy? Yes,
1: yeah, so this is in Because on... this card like
0: screams winter me
1: it could be in vintage as well i'm sure justin has also played it in vintage but in legacy there's a bunch of combos so this card combos with um teferi so if you have like a zero mana artifact and teferi and this you can teferi bounce the artifact you draw a card you play the artifact again bounce the teferi reset it minus three on the artifact again and you draw your whole deck um, oh whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. too fast for me like how, how do you get the extra mana to replay the ferry
1: you don't replay it it just blinks <coughs> it permanently oh you blink it and you right. use it again oh yeah. oh, oh, oh oh this card is insane man and teferi stops them from interacting so teferi plus a zero man artifact like a lotus petal or a bauble or something that draws your whole deck so you can do things like that this card combos with khan it's just a one card combo with khan so if you have khan and play you minus it get a lion's eye diamond from your sideboard play the lion's eye diamond blink the khan then you can get either another lion's eye diamond or you can get like a Tormod crypt or something and you um how you do it you crack the led and then you exile something you know what i can't remember <laughs> I like, the combo goes. it's one of those
0: combo decks where you just like you need a proper map to, to like uh, fully execute the plan yes no no sorry so it's somewhere I got in it. there i just
1: no i got it i got it i got it so you crack the led for three mana and you sacrifice the torment script targeting yourself you exile the lion's of diamond from there and then you can um minus two to get the lion's of diamond from exile because you've exiled it with the torment script you play the lion's diamond again the kitten does the Khan again, and then he uh, where's the Thomas Crypt gone?
3: Oh, it sacrificed itself. It <laughs>
1: excelled yeah, itself. So you can minus two to grab the Thomas Crypt again, and then you loop the LED netting three mana each time. So yeah, as long as you have a and then eventually Crypt, you
0: just like do something with the Karn and kill them.
1: Yes, yeah, so you have a, yeah. Then you have a walking blister in your sideboard or a lattice, whatever. So with just a Khan and a kitten in play, and then a lines a diamond and Thomas Crypt and a wing Edition in your sideboard, that's a win. Um, you
0: see why i think this is like a vintage thing <laughs> yeah yeah of course i mean I,
1: I think you can do the same things in vintage and you just have even more fast mana with moxon and last night anorag was streaming like i think him and marcus were talking basically <laughs> definitely <laughs> um so cloud of fairies so you can like cloud of fairies untaps two lands it's like a new build of high tide where you play this out and then it plays four narsets so you can like Narset, minus, get a Ponder or a Lotus Pedal, whatever, play it, you blink the Narset, you get to minus two it again and keep going. And you eventually like just keep going with uh, drawing your deck after a high tide with the Cloud of Fairies and stuff. Um, that's the combos I've seen so far. I think it also like slots into Bomberman because you can just like play the Fairy combo in Blue-White Bomberman and it's just another way to go off with zero mana artifacts and stuff. So again, it's a 4 mana thing. It's a 2-2, it to Bolt and Pyroblast, but... It kind of combos out of nowhere, so it's it's keep your eyes on this one. But the Wait, thing but, is, yeah, you say
0: it, it, it dies <laughs> to bolt, but it also it protects itself from bolt, right? Yeah. So
1: if you have, if you have a brainstorm, it'll protect itself, like instant speed things. Yeah, you're even right. like just like a daze, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Any anything, yeah, anything, yeah, anything you can cast. So you can yeah. have a force, and it's basically uncountable. You need to have more blasts yeah. and stuff. So yeah, maybe we're gonna see some caverns naming cats. More.
0: <laughs> this card on this card is on Magic Online though, right? It
1: is on Magic Online, yeah. We'll I'm pretty sure game. I'm going yeah. to play it. We've got our monthly legacy in a couple of weeks, I'm pretty sure. Okay, well, wait,
0: do we have like a proper deck name? Is it like, I don't know, Cool Cats? No, that we already had that. Um, uh, K- Kitten Control, Kitten I'm just going to search
1: XJ, XJ's Twitter. He definitely has top eight. He's 5 would a few times. With yeah, XJ,
0: XJ is actually a qualified deck naming specialist. So if yeah. he comes up with something, I will promote that, most likely.
1: He's called it. Hold on, I'm looking. But yeah, he it, played Bomberman a few times um i don't know if anorak had a name last night for the cloud of fairy stuff but
0: um but, uh, anorak has that thing where you cause everything nickels like everything is <laughs> nickels 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 and i was like yeah dude this is like um... when you like when you try to have your your new girlfriends all have the same name it's just like you had that one girlfriend miracles and now you try to like give like cute nicknames to all your future girlfriends because they remind you of like miracles and it's just not there anymore come on move on
1: <laughs> <laughs> i can't find the name he's named it so it definitely involved cats or a
0: cat like. with no name
1: yeah it's has
0: been it. through the desert on a cat with no name <laughs> 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 oh my
1: but yeah watch out for the cat everyone it's it's coming to get you
0: yeah, cool cool cool
1: uh guys
0: awesome 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 Too well in kai's case see you again yesterday uh carom here you again uh today it's for as much as I love Kenya, it also feels good to be back. It feels good to start into the summer, and also like this is—is uh, is it, is it the same UK? Is the UK way hotter? But I can't tell you than Kenya. But is it super insanely hot in the UK right now? Yeah,
1: it's pretty hot here. Yeah. Not not compared to like coming back from America, where it's very very hot. But yeah.
0: And you even were just like in the north of the of america of, of the us yeah so, yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> can't imagine what it's what it's going to be like if you if you move to like uh, well alabama where everybody has their favorite knife <laughs> <Yeah>. like, literally <laughs> she shows me a knife she had the knife cleaned and it's like, this is my favorite knife. <laughs> she posted <laughs> about it on Instagram. I'm like, whoa, I... But I have a knife. I don't have a favorite knife. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you guys have favorite knives? No? Okay, cool. Of course I do. Every proper Brit needs a favorite knife. Is that how they sell them? Actually, that, that could be a marketing thing. But <laughs> that, um, guys, if you want to support Everyday Eternal, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. Or support us on patreon.com slash but With that, you can get into the Patreon Discord, you can make me look stupid by telling me the card. I just explained for five minutes um, why it doesn't see play. Is actually not a magic online. And you can get shoutouts. Shoutouts to all the amazing people supporting what we do, keeping the lights on, making sure that we get to have um, schnitzel and, and spitze when we come to Germany and Callum gets to buy. Well, Callum, what did you buy? You bought American beer holsters or something. Yeah, that- that's American- what I want to put it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a beer holster with an American flag
0: cool cool so big shout outs to our everyday channel supporters tommy hinks testacular sebastian hollager gm hannah warf colin Garassi, sean dewey and severin schwarzhuber by the way who was at the tournament yesterday placed i think one place right in front of me grizzly Printier supporters victor benatzt but scott monroe jeremy gates henrik Korkutz, tom hepp and paragon games in st louis If you want to support the madhouse that is Everyday Eternal, if you want to join the pirate ship, at EternalMTG on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to find me, I'm at It's julian 23 on Twitter. Kai, where can people find you?
2: It's Vatarx on Twitter
0: and Twitch and all other social platforms. I'm so envious for you that you have like all the same socials all over the place. I guess (laughs) I'm still thinking about sometimes changing names, but yeah. (laughs) And Kalom, where can people find you?
1: I'm going to say nowhere because I have just realised that I actually met Tom Hep as well, and I've forgotten to include him in the Magic players we met earlier. Sorry, Tom. Um, it was—he's <laughs> my absolute MTG nemesis. That's why, but we, we cubed with him as well. He was awesome to meet. But um, you can—you can find me at Callum Smith MTG on Twitter.
0: Awesome. So with that, uh thanks a lot guys. And uh I think we, we're we gonna maybe push out one more episode before the end of the month, um something more legacy related, where we find out that Minsk and Bo actually absolutely breaks the metagame and displacer kitten is the only way to stop it. Is that yeah. how it's gonna work? Four <laughs> jobs yeah. incorporated. See you guys, bye-bye.
3: Ciao. Cheers.